0: Geek Shock Deep
1: Shock. one that just came out? Yes the one that just came out, yeah it, mm. it, There's
2: an opening with the Hilton And the Star Trek sign is Yep up. Star Trek
3: The Experience yes.
4: At the Hilton But it's at the wrong t- It's at the international, yes. right? Dude, it's at the right
3: time But they call it they still call it the International when it had already been the Hilton for about 20 years at right. that point. It, it's some kind of throwback reference or mm, something sure. like it's, that. It's, it, it's, yeah, just,
2: it's just an opening in this time, but then we refer to blank you know but the Star
5: Trek is mentioned and people are like they're doing the same thing they do with Vegas all the time where they oh uh, what was the movie Con Air remember that oh the plane's crashing but then it passes casinos that are completely not next to each other whatsoever dude the the flyby of the strip in the in the ride was done
2: right before the great wave of implosions yep so that fucking flyby was out of date when we opened (laughs) yep (laughs) The, the lion was different.
4: But, I, is, mean, I
2: mean, so much of the strip had already changed in 98. <laughs> it was hysterical. And by the time we closed, Jesus Christ, yeah. it's like it you're watching a 70s like Bond movie. No one Rich. ever
5: said anything, though. No one ever pointed
3: that out when you got off the ride, because I played like the, the yeah. brown rotation janitor. No, uh, no that's anything. not exactly true, because if you ever got off the ride and asked the janitor what year was this, I got twice. It's 1996. What are you talking about? Okay, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. or I think 97 was one of that's the two, the two that I I'm got. But yeah, so I I don't so, even remember who was playing Janet. So if you acquired
1: there was an Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, there were a few Easter eggs. Right wow, someone impressed. who didn't work there, wow. Two Uh-oh. drinks,
3: folk. Have a drink for a
2: Star Trek reference and have a drink for Matt being impressed by a Star Trek conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Do have a drink for, uh, for Matt being impressed by it? No, just the experience, because that's all you guys talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well,
5: some people can't leave it in the past. Oh, oh. is that right? <laughs> is that right? <laughs> who
2: are those losers? Geeks. Ugh.
3: Worst people. <sighs> I
5: just like sports and beer. There you
3: go. Hey, Dolphins beat right. the Patriots. Some of us just like wearing makeup. Yeah, but that's yeah, but not exactly hard anymore to oh, beat the Patriots. You know what? you no no just one, leave no one me even, that fucking
4: no one even Mr. That that Mahomes. Because they know better. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Why? Just because he threw five touchdowns and he was the highest uh, rated quarterback? Right what is happening What is happening? geek sports ball, podcast. Sports ball. Sunday, sports, in sports All, sports, all sports, the sports. Sunday sports. games. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying.
4: I fucking hate Kickoff week. Uh. <laughs> what is that noise you are making? Shut up! Don't
1: bring attention to it. Wait, no, <laughs> no. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm unwrapping a cookie. Okay,
5: <laughs> let's derail the podcast so you can eat a cookie. <laughs> I think I should take a cookie as tax.
3: You know, shut up, Barry. Don't bring attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pay attention
1: to the cookie sound. To be fair, to be fair,
3: you are also guilty of this, Barry. You fuddled around with that stupid tin of butter cookies. On air. Hold
1: on, hold on. Thank you, Jeff, for sticking <laughs> up for me.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, well, well, it
3: he, won't last long. Jeff
5: sticks up for Matt. Take a drink. <laughs> wow. He, he I, up, I, I make it a double.
3: <laughs> I, you know, and I'm not immune either. I have disrupted the cast unintentionally too. So I, we've all done it at some point. Wait,
1: what? Torgo never. When is he? Well, Torgo's the running the board. Torgo's exactly. usually
3: the one yelling at us yes. for disrupting. He's very professional.
1: A, well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're getting what you pay for, folks. <clears throat> sure. Well well, uh, well that's well, actually so, true. We're, we're dumb, yeah. giving what we're paid.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Welcome folks to Geek Shock number six hundred and fifty five. I am Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff. Commander K Maple Leaf Matt. And Vlarg. And we're to talk week and geek. No deb this week. I uh, I no Deb
5: this week. That's why I stole her aunt credit. You did? Yes. So I'm sorry she's she's a little busy this week, but that's she'll be happen. back next week.
4: Absolutely. Every every now and then, one of us just
2: pops off. That's okay. Just, I mean,
4: just fucks the hell off.
2: When you're yes. when you're making more than probably all the other people <laughs> at the table, <laughs> I'm a close second. Oh <laughs> Jesus, he he just has to he just has to. Why don't there. you ever challenge him on that? You're making a lot, right? No.
4: Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it all
5: goes to minis and miniature paintings.
4: Yeah, so it's true. kind of a wash. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, for those Kofi members that are in tier. Uh, four, three, tier. F- I don't even remember the f- tier four and higher. Right? I was just
1: hyping you up as a professional
4: of the show and <laughs> right. all this, and you just—you don't even know what yeah. tier. Um, You've man. just given are you large to to tier, so much. Tier print? three and higher. Those the I've chosen the next mini.
5: Oh yeah, tier three. And all
4: right, then. so uh, the next mini that will be given away at the end of this month Battle will tech. be a, a once again an attack wing miniature. That's the Star Trek oh. miniature game, and I've chosen the Enterprise. So I'm painting the Enterprise Enterprise? for the next one. Uh, Believe it or not, the uh, ISS Enterprise. (sighs) Nice.
5: Wow. Yeah, Okay. we we,
4: we decided to go a little, uh, you, you know me, I have to have some act of betrayal. So you paint a beard on it? Oh, but God, maybe I should. <laughs> 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 just I like an airplane? Because <laughs> you know if you have a beard,
5: you're, you're evil in the Star Trek universe. Absolutely. And, and as I'm looking, I see one, two, oh, yeah, three. Fuck you. Oh, yeah, fuck Oh, yeah,
4: the
3: good Jeff was killed many
5: years there's, there's ago. There's three
4: yeah. and a half because Barry has some kind of fuzz going on. I
3: just <laughs> haven't shaved. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So. so I'm like half evil. Well, that was that was my that was my shtick uh, at Quarks when I grew the goatee for the first time. Mm-hmm. As people were like, like, when did you get a beard?" I'm like, "What are you talking about? I've always had a beard." <laughs> and deep and, cut. And then Ooh. you know, anytime you know that was playing on the uh, the screens behind us, people were like, it's like, wait a minute, Spock has a goatee too."
2: Dude, we had one guy uh, at the Experience. Man, oh, had He had a nice, robust beard. And he was in Starfleet. And his hair was thinning. So one time, he fucking shaved his head. And then he shaved down to a goatee he looked phenomenal he looked like and and he was you know he was in in the show so he'd step into the transporter room i'm ensign thomas but he's looking like the fucking diabolical mephistophelian ensign (laughs) thomas it was great it was so great
5: Management economy. made him shave it. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Yes. Oh, yes. Boy. He had to get rid of it. By the way, <laughs> folks, if you're listening for the first time, every time we mention Star Trek The Experience, you have to take a drink. Them's the rules.
4: Unless you're know into the health rule. thing that some <clears throat> of us follow, whatever. Then you
3: have to eat some celery and do five push-ups. There it there is. There you go. I have celery in the refrigerator. You want some? Hey, not not, not us. No. There you go. Um.
5: You can have a piece of celery. <laughs> Thanks! Wow! <laughs> I told you before. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, a- I
3: also have a. I think it's a habanero. Maybe it's a reaper in the refrigerator Ooh. for, for Ooh. Matt for uh, the convention this weekend. There you go. Uh,
4: is that is that true?
3: I, I yeah, it's right there. I'll, I'll show it to you if you oh. want. Oh, oh. oh my god! Yeah,
4: Matt, are you gonna eat a pepper this weekend? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yes! See, this, this is why Matt's on the show. Well, that, he's so that that agreeable. Is awesome. I
2: just love it. I, I so remember that last time, just when we were doing that live show. It doesn't show. look like it's that bad. And, and, oh, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. It's no. It's bad. And, well, it was funny, because at first he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what? What? A, it was literally like two, three minutes later, and he just suddenly is like, yeah, and I'm starting to feel it. <laughs> it was so nonchalant
3: about it all yes, the way through very very slow I, burn like at the very end of the show like are you all right like oh it's it's bad it's bad
4: <laughs> this is what we do to bring people to our live shows we bribe them with putting matt in the pain yeah.
3: <laughs> Yep. Sometimes just being in the room is <laughs> yeah, pain, pain. And there you go. And there's to two the pain. Easy. We yeah, will make t- you eat a Carolina Reaper. Uh, that's great.
4: So Thank here you. it is, listeners. This Uh-oh. weekend, we will be at the Las Vegas Amazing Comic Con. Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. That's the one. Uh, so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So find us at the booth. We'll be giving away lots of prizes. We have the Big Wheel of Fun. Booth 510. And uh, if you are subscribed to the show or even subscribe in that moment, uh, you get to spin the wheel. And we're fairly close to the entrance too, right? Oh yeah.
3: Real close I to the entrance. I believe so. Yeah. We are. You'll
4: right.
5: find us. You'll hear that wheel spinning. It's noisy. It's so, nice. Yeah. You'll hear Professor Biggs laugh.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: you'll you'll hear, hear when
3: someone lands on the big head. Yeah. Big head Yeah, you'll you know Barry. It'll make head. more sense when you see it. You'll yeah. see it. <laughs> <laughs> and,
4: and yet when it happens, it won't make any sense. It's, nope. a, it's nothing, nothing happens. happens. Damn, nothing but, makes and sense.
5: If you're hearing this for the first time after Coming and visiting us at the booth.
4: Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, Welcome to our wonderful Geek Discussion podcast. There are many others out there, but this one is ours.
2: And this is better. And if you're listening to this before it happens and you come visit us
3: at the booth, please. Please, what? Visit us. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny. I was looking at history of a lot of these other geek podcasts. We've been doing this a lot longer than most else. We've been doing this a lot longer than most people.
5: Hey, (laughs) let's play a game. The secret word is celery. Come and say celery to me at Booth 510 for a prize. Is that how it works? I just made that up. Is it an awesome prize, Barry? Yeah, I was going to say. Super awesome prize. Prize not guaranteed to be awesome.
2: Now, is this you? So, like, if somebody comes up to us on Thursday, on Friday. Oh,
4: and, and, if like, someone comes celery- to me and says celery, I'm smacking them.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Do you not know what we look <laughs>
3: like? Well, you're going to take two chances. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready to be disappointed. Just throw <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Just come right up I and throw celery at Torgo's <laughs> mouth. <laughs>
4: that's, our, that's our new tagline,
5: Gig
3: Shot. Get oh ready. a my God, disappointed. To, That's a ha- sticker. Yes. We a to cut the hole out and then make yeah. that a that like a little a little yeah, not celery Cornhole Celery, corn holes. Holes. Not celery yeah. Hole Celery yep. Hole
0: <laughs> Celery, <laughs>
2: celery <laughs> Hole Shut your celery I, hole I wonder how long Before the convention Closes us down oh, <laughs> Just for talking About the celery hole In the celery
5: Yes
3: I can see it now though Fans like We're finally gonna get To meet the whole Geekshot crew and Then they meet us like Oh I yeah, can't yeah we, we, I can't wha- believe We wha- met wha-
4: the Geekshot <laughs> shot crew That was disappointing Wow They look like What the What the hell but they got to play Pin the Celery on Torgo, so it was kind yeah, of fun. There you wow. go. Wow.
2: There's a whole bunch of games coming up. <laughs>
5: the Celery
4: in Torgo. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> dealer's a, Choice. That's where that's it that's, goes. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't approve of this message. <laughs>
2: Todd shows up at 3 o'clock on Friday. Todd, here's the list of games. <laughs> <If you laughs> so wait a minute. There's only one on there. I was not <laughs> consulted about this. <laughs> that's okay. It's, Trust us, it'll be fine. Yes, we've already got plenty of people excited. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's got nothing.
4: I got horrible things in my head. I can't say a single word. Uh, well, uh, soon it'll be nothing but celery. That's so. true. Damn it.
5: <laughs> wow. See, <laughs> and listeners, for the first time, you'll note that Barry often has amazing, great ideas. And oh, this fuck. is one of them. Wait, wait, <laughs> whoa, wait. Whoa. Oh, yeah, I have at least one amazing idea show. And hey, that was it. Everything <laughs> else
3: from now is going to be crap.
5: Wow. 1% of Barry's ideas
2: tend to be awesome. 1%. So good that we're a podcast, so we're not bound by truth in advertising.
5: <laughs> Idea is not guaranteed to be great. <laughs> but we have
4: been doing this a long time. Yeah. Yes.
5: Coming Forever. up on... Uh... 2008, right? When Dude. we started
4: this? Yep.
2: There was one. I, I, was looking, I was looking podcasts up to find out just where we stood. I was actually surprised to find that there, there are a few podcasts out there. That are older than us, but it was really funny because I think the ver- I, I don't know what it was. I've forgotten most of the details about it, but the verifiable oldest podcast, some guy who does like one or two episodes a year. That's the whole I know, and
4: I was just like, what the, what, we've done this the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the ones that have been around as long as us or longer, uh, first one that comes to my mind is the Giant Bomb podcast, video game podcast for giantbomb.com. Right. Uh, but even then, the cast now is 100% different than when I started listening to it back when we started this show.
3: Mm-hmm. Well. Whereas we are exactly the same. <laughs>
4: but, but we're talking like oh, there yeah, is not a single talk. person that was part of that original group that is still Okay, current. I was yeah. going to say, because I That's think you
3: cool. and I are really the only common... Th- well, actually, no, Barry was doing the, the podcast with us from the very beginning. <laughs> he left. He came back. Yeah. But he I needed mean, the money. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Although I will say... <laughs> the money? Uh, the Money longest running member of that, Jeff Gerstman, only recently left. So,
2: yeah.
0: So,
4: now yeah. Uh, there are, there, and
2: th- then there are the ones that have like you know a thousand or fifteen hundred episodes, like Joe Rogan's podcast. Right. Has yeah, a, but they, but they do
3: multiple episodes a week. Yeah, yeah, yes. and and also they're, and they're getting, getting paid, to, paid do it. to do it. Whereas yeah. we've only recently gotten well. You know, we and, we did it for yeah. free as a labor of love for many years. Oh, Finally, yeah. you know, we need to expand a bit. Yeah. Well, the, you know, you can only pay so much out of pocket. So, yeah, you know, but, we had I to, mean, you know, we did it the hard way. Yeah.
2: We hit 655 one week, once a week. <laughs> Basically 50 weeks a year, more or less. Yeah. yeah. We didn't miss I mean, yeah, maybe two episodes yeah, a year. Yeah, I a think lot we, of years. I think we average
3: just about two episodes. Are we
5: done early. jerking each other Here's off what I now. say, we're going to uh, let you go know. over our I'm, no, no, I'm not there a, yet. I'm not there yet. It's just
3: that whole stroll down memory lane. That's oh the boy. theme of this episode. <laughs> is it though? No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> the Geek Shock Book Club is reading Wanderers by Chuck Wendig, an excellent novel. Discussions have already opened up on the Facebook page. And that being said, let's talk about what geeky things we did this week. Uh, we'll start with you, Matt crickets
3: <laughs> and, and none, of, none of your i didn't do anything bullshit yeah we oh. know that you do stuff yeah oh yeah what did i do oh, here it is. Oh, i'm waiting for you wow. to tell me what oh, a comeback. How are you
1: well here's the difference between me and you okay i watched some stuff but i got nothing to say about it oh, really? so why we went to a whiskey tasting that's not geeky
5: it's pretty geeky, that's, that's not geeky. That's, i, I
3: granted geek status i
5: uh, okay there it is jeff has granted can, whiskey geek you status. can
3: geek out about anything that you like I'm going to geek out about whiskey a little bit, so
5: go
1: ahead. No, I was,
4: uh, you got it covered. You were there. To introduce uh, to new listeners, Matt is the most combative Canadian you'll ever meet.
1: Yes. That's <laughs> why I'm here in the United States. I can fit right in. Yeah.
5: <laughs> what, he, what, what he secretly isn't telling you is that he's actually from Florida. Yeah. Florida. This is Florida, man. No.
2: Yeah. Ah. Don't mm. start that. <laughs> Don't start that. What is what is the uh, Canadi- Is Saskatchewan man? No, the Canadian? it will be Alberta. Alberta man? The Albertan man.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's our Texas and Florida. Yeah, I was going to say, we're talking about Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that where Letterkenny's? Uh... No, that's Saskatchewan. Is it? Yes. I thought it was in Alberta. No, it's Saskatchewan.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't
5: know.
4: Matt, what did you do?
1: Uh, I, I binged the whole season of Cobra Kai, the new ah, one. Oh. holy uh, mess. How is
4: that new season?
1: Uh, I'm two episodes away from the end of that one right now. Oh, quick, tell us
3: how it ended. Oh, I can't
1: know. Oh. <laughs> I can't know Is it
3: as cheesy at the end as it is in the beginning?
5: He doesn't like it.
1: No, I time. like it.
3: I watch it knowing that it's super cheesy. I The only thing I will say about it is the first couple episodes did feel like a necessary adult and teen drama. Yep. But then about episode three or four, it really started getting good and a, lot, a little more serious. With just the right amount of comedy sprinkled in. Are you so, talking about this season? Or this the, season. Yeah. This current season. Season five. Uh, I thought it started off a little weak, but it got way better. Uh, like I said, I am two episodes away from the very end, but the episode I just ended on was really good. What are you episode watching eight. it on? Uh I'm watching it on Netflix. I thought... It's on no, Netflix. You, um, it started YouTube.
1: YouTube like canceled it or something. Or what did it, they do? It started
3: off as part of YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, they chose not to renew the contract Stupid. with Sony Television Stupid. Studios. Stupid. 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 Netflix picked it up and was also given the uh, the right to the back episode. So it no longer was a YouTube TV original. It was, It became a Netflix series. So okay. so I think it was was it's. Th- Two seasons two. in already? Yeah, when Netflix. season so three they picked season, up on Netflix. Yeah, season three pe- appear, yeah, premiered. I can't talk now. Season three premiered on Netflix with the first two put in right before it premiered so people could binge those. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's the short version. But yeah, Terry Silver. I love that character. <laughs>
4: yeah, and what's what's amazing is that Karate Kid 3 is weak sauce. Yeah, 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 and they, they, yeah. And they, yeah. What the I way. love about the Cobra Kai series is it has turned everybody who has been a one-note flat character
3: very two, di- very one-dimensional very in men- many yeah, cases in,
4: into very complex individuals yeah, thought, I, characters, I yeah. thought
2: Matt was saying yeah uh, Jeff was saying yeah they they
3: turned them into very two-dimensional <laughs> characters <laughs> They gave him two notes. I I, I <clears throat> love how they treated the Terry Silver with that that wackiness that he had in Karate Kid Three. Where
1: he's just it's over the top psycho. Yeah, like.
3: over the top psycho. And he's and in the very first episode, he's like, "Oh man, that was the '80s. I was coked out of my mind. And <laughs> yeah. I was just like, and it's like the most legitimate explanation <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for really. why the character acts like that in that movie. Because you could tell in the movie he was do He was really."
4: Oh, it was ham, ham through yeah. and through. He
3: was going. To, yeah. He said, "If I'm going to do a villain, I'm going to do an over-the-top villain." And he really took it to the extreme in that movie. It's not a great film, uh, but yeah, I, I love how they have fleshed that character out in the the last two seasons and and made it something that you're just like, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Well, the, the layers of complexity, yeah, just
2: just it, it has been crazy. When you, oh yeah, I, I don't know if you if if you can avoid spoilers, Barry. But when you talk about cheese, I mean, what do you what do you what do you mean? What do you, this what?
1: guy thinks? The, killer, killer we is the best fucking movie on the planet. Um, <laughs> I, um, I would well, like to well, put my two cents uh, on that. Uh, conversation. Uh, <laughs> derail. Don't
5: derail. It is one of the greatest movies ever made. And how dare you, sir? Uh, I slap thee across the face uh there's, we like shall a, there's a gauntlet right there if i slap too. him with this metal gauntlet it'll seriously hurt um no i i think it's cheesy it's the teen drama cheesy and it
3: doesn't need to be uh um, well
5: but it, it's it, it's karate kid what do i expect i
3: agree to? that it's there's teen drama cheesiness in there but it's teen high school drama of course it's going to be there that's I mean Even I know all those back, kids are like 24 25 with yeah. with, with they're very they're few exceptions mid-twice. I look back on my high school and a lot of the t- there G- drama, team everywhere. drama there and I'm like yeah that's the kind of shit that goes on in high school it complete uh, it seems completely arbitrary at our age because you know we have the hindsight and the experience to go oh wow that was just dumb but these kids are experiencing it in real time so it's And it don't makes you deny sense. it I remember when uh, we all
2: visited Justin's house, when, where he was born, and you were like, "Wow!" Our friend Justin the, 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 from high school. Y- yes, your friend Justin from high school, and you were like, "Man, this is where this is where we used to skip school to come and have sex with our girlfriends." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <clears throat> True.
1: <laughs> but when you get done, yeah. um, I, I was screaming. Well, Paul I was like, "Why are you screaming at the TV?" You know? Is
3: is it the final episode? Because I haven't had it spoiled for me yet. But they're like, "Oh my god, wait. that final wait. episode!" But, uh, okay,
1: but just remind me next week. Yeah, I'll definitely after talk because get over the convention stuff. I thought I'd have it
3: done this afternoon, and I got sidetracked with other things, oh, and oh, you yeah. know, trying to prepare for the show and stuff. So.
1: And then I started the Crown. Oh, because of everything that happened this week. Uh, well, what happened oh. this week? Oh, someone died. Oh, some someone died. Yeah. Oh. Some, so, some rich person died. Peter, yeah, Peter, Peter Stratton Stratton died. <laughs> yeah. so Crown. yeah so i started watching that because i wasn't really into like the monarchy and all that being from canada you know poor oh geez i haven't done my commonwealth civic duty i should be more into it but i don't fucking care about the monarchy good but uh like this show is money this show is amazing yeah no it is it's good yeah yeah the queen i don't know how accurate with it is Helen well Aaron i guess it good. would be accurate because it's all yeah. i choose to believe is 100 percent
5: accurate yeah <laughs>
1: I feel the same way about Killer Clowns from Outer Space.
5: Yes, it's hundred percent
2: accurate. Yeah.
3: yeah, you just well wait. for you two clowns, it is. <laughs> I mean, come on, drinking blood through a silly straw—that makes. Absolute That's how sense. I would do it. If that I, was.
4: I re- recently got a gift from my wife—one of the candy cotton candy guns from Killer Clowns. From oh, nice! It's beautiful. Well, like a 3D print? No,pe it is actually licensed.
3: No toy out there. You can
4: get it at the Spirit Halloween stores. Oh boy couple of batteries in it makes all the sounds. The front of it twirls. It's, it's all awesome. All glorious. that's
2: missing is you can insert a little can of Silly String, yes. and then you could spray. Perfect. The, and, you Salt know to do that.
3: Missing. I got to admit, uh, Spirit Halloween has actually gone all out the last few years with these licensed replicas. Apparently, they had a pretty good licensed replica of the Ghostbusters proton pack. Just last year, really? that people were buying and then painting it and then making it part of their cosplay Man. because it was it wasn't super super accurate, but with minor tweaks, you can kit it, it and make yeah, it great. Yeah, could easily kit bash it. But I mean, for the average consumer, it was more than what they would ever need. Wow, um, I remember going to the Spirit Halloween for the first time and it was young, and uh, they had those basically plastic tarps or the, yeah the, throw, with, the throwback the costumes cheap, yes the cheap mask the that's, cheap plastic that's mask, that's their shtick now they actually have that license oh so my god they, they have them. brought back like the old batman one because i had uh, it's basically I, like a painted garbage bag yeah with a it's, plastic it's, mask yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the plastic mask with the 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 tiny little slit for the mouth Ugh. yeah they they brought that back and they have it's all licensed now uh because i had that batman one uh, my mom got it for me one year uh, I, I think it was like on clearance the year before or something, but she kept on, t- she held on to it for a while and then gave it to me. We should Halloween have a party minutes. where everyone wears those. But yeah, uh, they have a whole bunch of those licensed now. Um, and then the act act just the, the one that you mentioned. I, I don't know what other licensed uh, replicas they have this year, but apparently there's quite a few. They
4: have big licenses for Killer Clowns mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. Beetlejuice, and, uh, Beetlejuice is the and, other and Hocus Pocus.
3: I hadn't heard Hocus Pocus, but as soon as you mentioned Beetlejuice, I do remember they have What other Killer Clown that. stuff do they have, I wonder?
4: Uh, they have oh like God. an official hammer, uh, official costumes, but you know what? Their masks aren't that great. In Aww. fact, you know what? My wife and I went to Spirit Halloween. I know there's good Spirit Halloween stores out there. Right. I've seen footage from their flagship store. Fantastic. They have a flagship store? The, oh, yeah. The one we went to in what Las Vegas. What is it Vegas? when it's not
3: Halloween? Is it like a Macy's?
4: <laughs> now, now
3: granted he says the one we went to in Vegas, there are no less than thirty of them here in town. Oh my god. I am not exaggerating. Like literally I passed by five of them eight hey, the hey, other day.
2: Don't laugh. I'm paying my mortgage this fall by renting out my garage for Oh Spirit for Halloween. So, <laughs> you know, it hey, it wh- saves whatever lives. Whatever pays the bills. Whenever I to rent lives. out the trunk of my car to Spirit dude, Halloween. Dude, kids don't know how good they... I don't care These how, kids today. how shitty it was when it first happened. There was no such... You got that fucking... Plastic bag with the shit mask. You bought it from Kmart. There was the, nowhere at, else. Yeah, or the yep. the little local fucking drugstore. You know, it, it was, was like, Kmart. Yeah, the five and dime. Yeah, for me, yeah. and In it was Jersey. just. Uh, it I, was
3: yeah. It was Kmart, or there was a special aisle at your grocery store. Yes, yes. and That's there were where we got it. And there were no slutty versions of anything. <laughs> no. Well, there
2: no, were, but well, you know, kit bashed. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you
5: cut it into a midriff or some business. I don't know. <laughs> And that's all I did.
3: (laughs) Spirit Halloween, that's all you did. Got it. (laughs) Barry, what'd you do? Um, Well,
5: I'm still, I, okay. I made some progress. Uh, For those who don't know, I bought a house and we're, and it's been a long time coming and I've been moving everything in. Finally got my home half in order and I got my lightsaber wall up. Yeah. I was
2: going to say, you may think this is not a geeky conversation. No. Barry and Deb's house, it's a geeky conversation. Oh,
5: uh, yeah, we have a, a lightsaber hallway. We got all the Star Wars stuff in the living room. We got a Harry Potter room. We got a pirate bathroom. We, we may have a, uh, a big
3: head of Torgo to pee in <laughs> in the bathroom. I don't know. We're, we're talking about that. Pirate bathroom, not guaranteed to be pirate. Yeah.
5: <laughs> but the, I'm very happy because now when you walk in, the first thing you see is the Star Wars hallway. Got the uh, episode four, five, six posters up, and then all our
3: Disney lightsabers in the middle. And How we, dare you call it episode 4? How dare you? Yeah, really. The Indignant Star Wars guy. Star it. Wars. <laughs> it's Star Wars. Pissing
5: off the purists, I understand. <laughs> I got my I, I got all, all my lightsabers up there. I got Dooku's, Rey, uh the fallen order Rey, one. Rey, Rey. Hardly newer. Uh, <laughs> got the, the two that we made from Savi's workshop. I got Mace nice. Windu, Palpatine,
3: uh, Darren, Quark's favorite bartender, uh, yep. delivered that to me.
4: I thought you said Darren's lightsaber. I'm like, I didn't realize he had the there, visual. There's, yeah. a, there's a backstory
3: on that. Uh, Darren and I were looking... We were back Darren, in July, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, June. is a fellow bartender of Jeff's from
2: Star Trek The Experience. Yep. So if you're playing tongue, so everyone drink. Take a drink. Yes. Yeah. In, in fact, Jeff is known as... Uh, Barry's friend who worked with him at start. The uh, wrong way, dude. Yeah, just just, send you, yeah just just end it. Yeah, uh, just stop. Just kill yeah, me. You're just kill me killing, killing now. it. Anyway, so Palpatines.
5: <laughs> I got Vader's. I got a Ventress. I got uh, and Deb has both of the Ahsoka sets. The one from Asajj Clone-
1: Ventress. Sarge Ventress. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's from
5: Clone Wars. Um, yeah, it she yes. got the ones from Clone, right. Clone Wars and the one from the Mandalorian that glow white. And I got the special edition Luke and Leia one where you open the box and it plays the music. Do 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 do. You know it's. It's
3: really
4: nice. What was the song again? Doo, doo,
3: doo, doo. I'm not doing it. Yeah, back <laughs> in pay June, me for that. Too late. Back in June, Darren and I went to Disneyland, and uh, Barry insisted that we check at uh, Doc Ondar's for specific lightsabers he was looking for. Uh, well, there's 13 on the wall and the two in the box. Okay.
1: And General Grievous over here. He's General yeah. and, I'm,
5: <laughs> and I'm eyeing the Obi-Wan three-pack that they just oh, announced yeah. at D23.
3: Yeah, that actually looks
5: good. Though it's a little bit of cash, and yeah, I need how to save that, that. How much? It's gonna run about five hundred bucks. That's a lot of yeah. cash. I don't know that I have got that kind of scratch right now.
1: I'm you got your well you to go to a house. Deb does I got a she house. I'm a
5: little house <laughs> poor. Plus, we just went whiskey shopping, so you know no, now I'm a little poor. Uh, tier five member uh, Leon Mitt came by uh, yesterday, and we played some some board games. Now, oh, fantastic, and we. Drank a little scotch. What games you play? Well, we played drank the scotch. Uh, the adve- <laughs> drink all the scotch. Well, you we win. Play, <laughs> we played the adventurers from Fantasy Flight. That's a really good game. The adventurers. The adventurers. Tell me about the adventurers. The adventurers is a great game. I recommend it uh, to anyone. Because uh, you can paint the figures. And fun fact Deb always likes to mention this. She's not here, so I'll insult myself for her. Um, I suck at painting minis. And this is the first time I ever painted minis. Oh. And I painted these terrible. Oh, my God. I must see them. Oh, no, they're terrible. Yeah, I must see oh, them. Oh, no. I want to dip them in like paint remover no, before you no, see they them. They got to
2: be posted on uh, Geekjunk Podcast no, Instagram. Yeah. I
5: want to repaint them. Anyway, so put you. Put them you... in the Torgo's painting corner uh, on Yeah. <laughs> so you have to go into the pyramid collect treasures and get out before the mummies attack you or you get bit too much or blocks fall every so often like, at the end of every round and there's a chance you might get stuck in the pyramid. What's oh, biting
4: you this in sounds this pyramid? Fun.
5: Uh, there are scorpions,
1: uh, snakes, and crocodiles.
4: Yeah, I don't mind when scorpions bite me. It's when they sting two, me. Yeah, the two of those can bite.
1: The other one sting or grab you with claws.
4: Whatever!
1: It's a card. I'm not actually getting bit. I get a card and I go, oh no. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, no. These, bite, these biting scorpions. Ugh. Anyway, From so similar on that one.
5: And we played Isla Dorada. Isla <laughs> Dorada, I think we've played it before. It's another Fantasy Flight game. Fantasy Flight is a great board game. Yes, company. they are. They. Yes, they are. You can usually guarantee it's a really well-thought-out game.
1: Hey, did you get invited over for the games?
3: Not guaranteed
5: to be invited over. Here we out. go. Of course
1: not.
3: Not guaranteed to be invited over. Yeah, games. <laughs> Isla, Isla Dorada. i kind a of gaming friend, though. Yes, but for oh, some reason...
2: Liners. they are cry some like more. leon Mitt and I where i don't know if it's like like charges repel or something but we never we have when they seen do stuff in the stuff, same room that's yeah, true
4: yeah, it's the so. whole jeff todd aspect and and yeah.
2: frankly i don't think he's talking to me anymore i killed his
5: character in the
4: oh. the geek <laughs> shot game and, and oh
2: my. That was it. That'll do it. Oh, Yikes. No.
5: Um We played Isla Dorada. Isla Dorada is a great fantasy flight game where you are all in the same expedition and you all travel together and you got to travel to different places on this island and find treasures. And whoever gets the most treasures wins. It's a, I think there's 16 rounds and that's it. I like those games because it's limited. It's not like Talisman where you're playing potentially forever, which sucks. Anyway, I won that one. Mm. Uh, that's why you like it. <laughs> Yeah, and Deb was getting all pissed. And so we imagine played. Imagine. So we, was yeah. there a table flip in this? Well, there almost was. And then we were playing Ticket to Ride. And ah. then, because uh, Lynn had never played it before. So Deb was like, okay, I like this game. And I was like, well, who's going first? She's like, I lost the last two games. I'm going first. man. And she <laughs> whooped. He nailed that. Our way. asses. Oh, jeez. Oh, it was like 170 to like 80 or 90 or 100, whatever we got. It was the most ridiculous points gap ever. Oh, my. Oh, it was a brutal beating. And she was all fucking smiles after that.
2: <laughs> yeah. If um, uh, for new listeners, uh, Deb is extremely competitive. A little bit. Yeah. You that's that's, that's it's, not it's, even a strong
3: enough word. It's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun the strongest word you can think of when, when you describe it. But no, it, until you've actually played against her, you just don't. You just don't know. Yeah. yeah it's very I would fun.
4: Say she plays with passion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't been killed when I play
1: yeah, with her. Because yeah. uh, well, you open your mouth. Because you're an annoying bastard. I drain my whole empire's like resources just to fuck with her empire. There you go. And then it's not
5: whether she wins, it's whether he loses. Right, right. Which is
1: great for everyone else at the table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I
2: love playing with Matt. I have a, I have a non-aggression pact with uh, Mrs. Maple Leaf in these games where she and I don't even bother with each other. Because she's busy dealing with Matt, and I'm busy usually dealing with Andy. And if Andy's not there, then it's Lewis.
5: And I keep a uh, close eye on Torgo because he's always the traitor. <laughs> he's always
2: always, always the silent. What are talking
4: about? <laughs> always
5: the murderer. Anyway, <laughs> we played one last game, and it's a it's a short one. It's a card game. You should pick it up. It's on Board Game Arena as well. It's called Abandon All Artichokes. I like the name. It's all there's. All vegetables in the game, and uh, you just try to get all the artichokes out of your deck, and that's it.
3: Todd doesn't like the game. <laughs> Has to deal with vegetables.
5: Hey, if
4: it's, <laughs> if it's talk about getting rid of vegetables, I'm in. There you go. Oh, okay, that's Fair a enough. magic word. I don't celery in a- your mouth card. Is there I I don't think
5: there's a <laughs> celery card. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. It's all like uh, peas, carrots, potatoes, corn, beets, peppers, leek. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, artichokes. Hey, Barry. Good story. Good story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did I even say that? <laughs> anyway, we got to try try some really, really nice scotches, and oh. I think our favorite of the I won't bore you with the details of the scotches we tried. They were all mainly Islas, but I think the the standout favorite was the the Kiliman. Okay, it's a it's a really good Isla Scotch. Um, it it's all made on that one farm right there. The barley's there as well because most Isla scotches they they import the barley. Right, you get it out of Port Ellen, but uh, it's just a smooth, uh, salty, uh,
1: herby, just, just good Scotch. Taste the, the leprechauns ground up, right? Ground up, yeah, because ground it's up. not Ireland. are salty. Yeah, didn't, I, know, I, guess so. I guess. I guess.
5: There's no leprechauns in I was, Scotland. There's just angry f- guys. No.
0: Normal leprechauns. Leprechaun. <laughs> <It's in Scotland.
2: laughs> That's like the dragon movies where the Vikings have the
5: Scottish accent. I don't yeah. know. Mm. <laughs> and if Deb were here, she would also say that we also watched Moonfall. Okay. okay, she would say that. She would say that because we did that, and it's a popcorn movie. It's
3: fun. Turn off your brain. Really? It's got horrible reviews. You actually
1: is thought that it the one where the moon, moon? is like I an alien it... ship or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I oh, thought it geez. was. I
5: thought it was fun. You just
3: got to turn off your brain completely.
1: Killer Clowns. Exhibit Dude, A. Yeah,
3: really. I mean, Another good want... movie. Turn off your brain. It's fun. There you go. Yeah, but when I bring up Day Shift, you're like, this
5: is the worst day. It's a terrible burr, 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 burr,
3: burr. Yeah, Day Shift was cheese, cheese. Oh, Day Shift was horrible. It had a lot of fun action sequences, though. Yeah, what I didn't but it's know. It's hard getting there. Oof. What I didn't <laughs> know until recently, a lot of the stunt people in that are actually uh, people that were out of work Cirque du Soleil performers during the pandemic when they shot that so these are that's why it's all like super highly choreographed in that movie and i was like that's really fascinating
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> jeff what'd you do this week uh actually discovered a couple podcasts one of them a- uh is appropriately <laughs> i've made. heard about that one it's it's definitely not me but the the podcast is called the jeff does vegas podcast are you wow. sure, Are you Are sure? sure? Wow. it's not here? not a shameless plug. The, sure? guy is, the guy is named Jeff Wright, and he is uh-huh. from Canada. Uh, but he is a frequent uh, Vegas tourist. What I like about it, I mean, it's a mix of Vegas history podcasts. They're about 30 to 40 minutes long, typically. And then sprinkled in with certain episodes about you know ways to enjoy vegas when you go part of it's because it's a a vegas.com uh affiliate now so he has a sister podcast that he does called sin city stories that one's more the history centric uh like for example uh one of the more recent episodes that i listened to but i guess has been on there for a while is atomic vegas where they talked about The establishment of the Nevada testing uh, grounds north of Vegas, and where they were doing atomic testing and thought that that would be something that would not attract tourists, and suddenly attracted a whole interesting brand of tourism, like being able to go on the rooftops of the casinos and watch these. Mushroom clouds appear over the horizon. My parents and, used to do that. Those and then were the they days. had, uh, uh, was it? You Miss, go on the roof of the atomic liquors. And Miss Atom Bomb, I think it Miss was. Adam they Bomb. had a pageant. They had a whole pageant. Yep. Uh, that was pretty crazy. Uh, that's the Sin City stories. Right now, from what I can tell, there's only about seven episodes of the Sin City stories. But the Jeff Does Vegas podcast has quite a few. I believe there's 120 something episodes right now. Not insignificant. Uh, Uh, One of the more recent ones that I listened to that I really enjoyed was their Black History uh, History of the Moulin Rouge episode, and that was really fascinating. I like Vegas history in general because for a town as young as it is, I mean, they only had its 100th birthday back in uh, 2012, was it? No, no, 2005. Okay. I think
4: it's okay you can move on from that
3: yeah i'm I'm sorry i'm totally (laughs) blanking out on the year but for for a city with only over 100 years of history it has a really rich history that a lot of people don't think about you know not even just the mob history which is another episode that they did where they were talking about finding the barrels uh as lake mead is starting to dry up they're finding barrels with bodies in it and that barrels was some people it was that was a a <laughs> seldom known i mean you see a lot of the ways that they dispose you know the mob dispose of bodies on the movies and so and tv shows and so yeah, forth nobody ever but that f- was a seldom film. heard of one where they would put lock yeah. it in barrels weight it down and then throw it in a body of you water you never saw joe pesci
2: stuffed in a barrel and you never thrown in the lake it no, he was in the desert.
1: Yeah. You listen, could, you listen. Could. He fell into the barrel. Yeah. Not my mistake.
3: Oh. <laughs> Another one of my favorite uh, re- episodes that I've listened to on the Jeff Does Vegas was uh, called Rare History. It was the story of the Golden Steer, which is a uh, restaurant here in town that has a lot of history that I didn't even know about. I mean, I knew it had been here for a long time. It's oh, been yeah. here for over
1: fifty years. You've got okay steaks. Um, Shut better. your mouth. Outback is better for Shut the price your to taste. Mouth. For the price. For the price to taste, it is better. The price to taste. Price to uh, taste the price taste. of the beef to the taste of the beef. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna compare it with Outback. You,
3: yeah, fucking I, I'm even. I'm I'm not even gonna. Carrisick that,
5: that. Right
4: now, but uh,
5: off you, the chilies with you.
4: You know, no? what? For, for price to taste, Olive Garden is better than Ferrero's. It is. Uh... Oh my god! <laughs> there you go. For price to taste. For, for price the? to heart attack. Olive
3: Garden. <laughs> Is uh, I wish you could hear my face palm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Barry, because after listening to this podcast, I found uh, where they source a lot of their stuff. So, yeah, uh, his comparison is illogical at best. Um, you know nothing, and your opinion is wrong.
5: Listen,
1: sir. I put an Outback steak beside you and a I'm, golden steer steak behind it. Blindfold you. One costs $200, the other one costs 50 You probably, you know, it. I've eaten at Golden Steer. I don't remember there being a $200
3: steak on the menu. You're the guy Bud Light is made for. Uh, (laughs) Bud Light's shit. Anyway. um, Bud Light
4: remembers Matt.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We're here's to you, Matt. Going back to this episode. uh, (laughs) One of the things I didn't know was that uh, (laughs) part of the reason that that this restaurant... it's not.
5: It is. (laughs) It is it's not a fungal <laughs> Wow.
3: I don't know where to move on from there, so I'm just gonna
5: <laughs> I'm gonna
3: say check it out yourself. Uh or don't can... save yourself a couple hundred bones.
5: <laughs> no, check it out yourself, it's worth it. They they make good cocktails to uh. do. <sighs> oh no, he meant like check out the podcast.
3: Yeah. Yeah, do that. I mean, go to Golden Steer if you really want to touch yeah, a Vegas relax, history. Um, but no, as far as the two podcasts, Jeff does Vegas. You can check it out at uh, Jeff does Vegas com. Hold on, sorry. Or
4: probably we're most aggregated Jeff does dot
3: com. It's on all the podcast ag- aggravators. It's Jeff does Vegas. Oh, this is
4: a podcast aggravator already.
3: And then <laughs> Sin City Stories, Sin City Stories Pod com, or just Sin City Stories on your podcast. Don't aggravator. get it mixed up
1: with Jeff does parking lots. No, that's that's a whole generation. other yeah. No, Sister that No,
3: that was uh, something that Barry took care of for me. All, all I, I kind of want to start a podcast with you, or you, Matt, where we go to Golden Steer.
1: It'll no, have one episode that's, and
4: that's it. Fuck that. Yeah, but, but it's on your dime, Matt. Yeah, no. your dime. <laughs> that's right. No. We're only going to use your
5: money to prove you wrong. <laughs> we'll start a Patreon for that. Oh, my God. Oh, no, they'll take 15%. No, we'll just do a Kofi. Okay, Stop.
2: Yes, We're not actually stop not because that. there will be people who will pay, <laughs> and then you and fucking him will go to Golden Steer. Only fifty percent of you will appreciate it, and the rest of us are just going to have to hear about it. And we can't we
5: can't <laughs> yell at the Golden Steer, yell at each
2: other. If, if I'm paying tell-
1: two hundred dollars for a steak, I'm yelling. <laughs> You're not yelling at the Golden Steer. It's a restaurant. We got to use our inside voices.
5: <laughs> wow!
3: And quit I'm, ordering ketchup on your steak. I'm 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 just. Fascinated to see where this conversation would have gone if I'd have brought up some of the other episodes I'd listened to. But apparently, the, the Golden Seer one is the one that touched a nerve.
2: It's, it's funny. Well, overpriced. It's funny, Jeff.
3: I don't have th- you actually been there? Yes, I have. And how you long ago with did me. you go? Okay. I went with this guy. A few years ago. All right. And? Overpriced.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what did you expect, Jeff? What did you expect him to answer with?
5: Yeah, really. If I want your opinion on Tim Hortons, I'll talk to you. <laughs> oh, damn.
1: That shit as well.
5: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've never been. Did I mention yeah, that guy but, was
1: Canadian? <laughs> but
3: the
5: price to taste. At $10, uh, $10,
4: yeah. Price to taste. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I finished price two video games I've been taste. working on for a while. You finished yeah. something? I did. I finished Tiny Tina Wonderlands, and I finished The Quarry. Now, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, that is the latest Borderlands franchise, set in the tabletop role-playing game world of Tiny Tina. Um, If you like Borderlands, it's more of the same. Shoot, loot. It's uh, all that good stuff you love. Uh, But with that beautiful Dungeons & Dragons tabletop veneer. Lots of in-jokes if you play a lot of role-playing games. And we do. Uh, So if that's your bag, highly recommend it. The ending was very satisfying, which I didn't expect, because Borderlands games don't tend to be satisfying ending games. No, they don't. Nope. Not at all. But this one did. And... Somewhat uh, tugging at the heartstrings. There's, there's, uh, Aww, there's no. when when you find out what the reason for the game even happening is, and you know the the Borderlands lore a little bit, it, it tugs at you a little bit. It's very, very sweet, but it's also Tiny Tina. If Tiny Tina grates you the wrong way, don't play this game because it's all Tiny Tina all the way through. It's a very, very, very brash individual. Is Mr. Torque in it? Yes. Oh, so good. Uh, well, I like him. Well, n- not him as such, but his voice appears every now and then. Nice. So, And, of course, there's still DLC to come. Now, once you've played the game, so far, the post-game aspect, not that great. But they haven't released much in the way of DLC. So that could change. There's a four... Uh, forty level cap, so you can't go above forty. Then you go and after you get level forty, then you can increase certain percentages on some stats. Well, what was
5: the well, the, the post game stuff? Wasn't amazing for the other Borderlands. Was uh,
4: it? Well, you can at least play back through, f- starting with what you have, if you wanted to play back through to increase your level and loot. This one it kind of creates just a random encounter thing afterwards. That's just uh, after you've played it a few times, mm-hmm. you feel like you've done it all. Yeah. But still worth the full price of admission for the myriad of hours that I threw into that game and were entertained all the way through. And frankly, don't miss the side quests because that's where a lot of the best writing is. How long of a game is this? You I've that? probably thrown in 30 to 40 hours. I that's guess. solid. Yeah, so money's worth Okay. Through and through. Uh, Now, the other game, The Quarry. This is the uh, super massive games they are known for doing choose-your-own-adventure movies, basically. And The Quarry is their latest one. Uh, It is a teen slasher drama in the 80s VHS horror vein. Okay. So if you like throwback 80s horror, highly recommend it. Talking Night Trap? Uh, No, we're not talking Night Trap. Uh, Thank God. Um, (coughs) That was garbage. uh, What they do tell is a fantastic story. I will put down on my gravestone that the story that the quarry tells is probably the best horror movie I've seen in the last five years. Ooh, that is a bold statement. It is a bold statement. Okay, maybe not the best, but definitely in the top ten. Still a bold statement coming yeah. from you because you watch a lot of horror. I watch a lot of horror. I watch Aww. a lot of good horror. I watch a lot of bad horror. This is really, really good. And what I think what really helps it along is there's not a lot of game here. You got to know what you're getting into going into this game. You are playing an interactive movie. That you're you're watching a 10 hour long movie where you're making the choices all along the way, and you are playing multiple characters because you will go from one character for like. 20 minutes, and then it switches to the point of view of another character and you make the choices they would make. So the game gives you really in-depth characters, but you're actually building those characters. And because of that, you're creating the movie. At any point, do you feel railroaded? No. That's amazing. Uh, At no point do I feel railroaded. In fact, I can see a lot of areas where I would play the game again and make different choices just to see what differences I get. The game has, I think, uh, 14 characters total, including all the antagonists and so on. And there is a way to play the game where everyone lives, and there's a way to play the game where everyone dies. And you will probably get something in the middle. What about uh, replayability? The replayability (laughs) is that movie. Uh, I can't remember how many endings they said that there was to this, but I do know there's, I think, 180 uh, choice variants that affect the gameplay wow. and affect how people interact with each other. So you can actually, from one gameplay to another, change how people feel about each other and make them do completely different things because of their personal interact- interactivity.
5: I love that there's so many choices like that. As a partial completionist, I kind of want to see all the endings, but... As a realist, I'm like, ah, I'll just play it. I would play that maybe once or twice and be like, okay, I got all the endings I really need. That's a, that's, that seems like a lot of time sure. commitment.
4: And as far as owning it, maybe you won't be like me and try it multiple times. Uh, it's definitely worth a rent to play all the way through, or if you're catching it on a sale somewhere, definitely pick it up. Because I think you will play it through, and the, and the game's going to last at least 10 hours because that's how long the quote-unquote movie is. Uh, And the movie setting is a summer camp and the counselors are stuck there one extra day. And it's just that one extra day that puts everything into motion. And what's crazy is how much they throw at you because it is slasher. It's supernatural. It's beast horror. There is it covers so many things that it shouldn't work because there's too many cooks, uh, but it does. They, hmm. whoever wrote the story, kudos and characters you actually care about, but that's kind of my fault because I kind of made it. So I cared about them by what choices I made. Is it scary? There are some freaky freaking moments and there are some moments that you have to do some triggery stuff. I'm not talking like quick time events. There are some quick time event stuff to it, but they're super quick and easy so much so that. You almost can't fail them. If you fail them, you're kind of doing it on purpose.
5: It's not cheap jump scares, is it?
4: No, okay. I'm not, not at all. All the all the jump scares are absolutely earned. Nice.
5: Okay, then. So
4: The Quarry, uh, Supermassive Games. If you want to try out Supermassive Games in that style of game, they've, I've made some of the short games that are out there. I can't remember the names of them right now, but worth looking up. If this interests you, maybe try out one of the shorter movies. Uh, but that's what I got. Kirsten, what you got?
2: Uh, well... First up, uh, we've mentioned uh, Star Trek The Experience already, part of of that is uh, the genesis of uh, the podcast being from members of Star Trek The Experience when we work together. I bring that up because I joined two friends of mine from Star Trek The Experience, my buddy Vernon, who uh, basically uh, joined us after we opened, but kind of became the experienced archivist. Self-appointed. Yeah, would, would uh, yeah, take pictures, collate stories and things about the experience, the building of it, its existence, the closing, behind-the-scenes stuff. And the other friend was April A. Bear. We'll occasionally mention April because she, with me, was uh, one of the—we the, were the first two actors hired there. We were hired for equipment testing before the ride ever took off the ground, before
5: test the show dummies.
2: Ever. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Uh, Barry uh, eventually was uh, one of, the, you were one of the later wave of uh, test dummies, weren't you? Because yeah. you came in to help us test stuff as well. Yeah. You and uh, Bondurant and uh, uh, Richard oh, Oden. All the aliens. Yeah. All the aliens basically came in, yeah. so
3: <laughs> Somewhere so, there exists a video of Barry auditioning at the yeah, Center. It's no, terrible. Yeah.
2: Really? I my audition it was boss, but anyway. so It was. It was actually very good. Uh, thank you. Yeah. We went because there was a, a Fathom event, I guess, of Star Trek The Voyage Home. Or as I like to call it, Star Trek for Save the Whales. Yes. Um, the one with the whales. Yes. And it was really funny because it's the first time I'd seen it on the big screen since, you know, I saw since it. Since 86? On the big yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, numerous video watches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But n- it's been forever. And, um, I just, I kind of forgot exactly just, you know, how good a movie it was. It's a a popular, maybe the most popular Trek movie with non-Trek fans. And I think it uh, there is very specific reasons for that. You know, there's no main villain. There's no going around killing and fighting with phaser battles and stuff like that. Uh, but a helping of comedy. Yes, uh, there's a helping of comedy, and there is a, a helping of of particular scientific problem uh, that does not have a, a central figure involved, which actually is a big uh, original series. And uh, to uh, another extent, next generation theme, just tackling a scientific issue, a specific issue like that.
3: Yeah, they, it, just the way that that movie was made, it really was lightning in a bottle, which unfortunately doomed some of the future sequels. There. Yeah, yeah.
2: well, it, it was really funny because uh, one of the things I read about it was that uh, uh, Nimoy and uh, Shatner did not get what they wanted paid for the movie but they got a lot and that that actually was part of the whole all right we need cheaper actors so let's move on this next generation shit <laughs> which is just hilarious when you think about how much they get paid now so anyway um watching the movie i was actually just i was just impressed with uh, with how it how it runs how it how it works as a movie i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot i you know there are flaws in it uh, it's not my favorite Right, my favorite Star Trek movie would be Wrath of Khan, which is a lot of fan favorites. Undiscovered but, Country. Yeah, well, you know, Undiscovered Country. I mean, they do they do a good job with the fish out of water. You know, the fish out of water. The, the I mean, it's it's a Star Trek movie with no Enterprise. I yeah. mean, right there is a big step. Well, not till the very end, but it, well, yeah, like that. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> right. Pedantic Jeff, folks. So, but but it, it's because the Enterprise is the crew yeah. of the Enterprise, right? You know, it, it's the people coming together. The ship makes a great symbol, whatever the series is, whether it's DS Nine or Next Generation or what have you, Voyager. You know, but the crew is really what makes it. Um, and the thing about, for me, the thing about Star Trek has always been the the crew, the sense of family, especially that Nimoy shatner and deforest kelly created a lot of people will talk oh i love star trek a nice uh, uh, optimistic uh, view of the future and you know i love science fiction and i really think it's the relationships i really think it's the relationships that really let that thing made it made it uh, a phenomenon i agree i really do agree and um um cuz you build on that even with the successive series now in my judgment or someone else's judgment how well they did it whatever but the relationships are really the core of the franchise and i think that you know i think the, the core franchise in general i well, think i think we see a lot of struggle yeah. with that say with star wars where it's just like they're trying you know, for for relationships and and making things matter. And sometimes they hit it, sometimes they don't quite hit it. But Star Trek has its formula, wherever you are in the
3: franchise, that I think kind of works. And it's funny that you bring that up, too, because with all its faults, Star Trek V, one of the best parts of that film is that family notion. You know, the scenes with Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, not just... At the beginning of the film where they're at the campfire and they're, right. you know, swapping stories and stuff. But, you know, even later on in the yeah. film, while they're fighting against the quote unquote big bad, they're still yes you know, together trying to tackle what would be eventually become, you know, personal demons, you know, mm-hmm. through the, through the cyborg visions and so yeah. forth. And I've but. tried whiskey in my beans. It, it works. It, <laughs> no, no. I, you know, it's funny. Whiskey barbecue sauce is mm. really good. There you go. You gotta go. have a bourbon. Uh, yeah. a bourbon. bourbon I, barbecue I sauce Sorry, oh, that's shitty and, Canadian whiskey.
2: Sorry and brandy and uh, 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 bowl and beans. Uh, just, uh, never mind. Um, the other thing. Oh, wow. I'm, I just thought about that. Canadian whiskey is
5: sorry and brandy. Uh,
3: <laughs> there's your
5: title for the
1: episode. Wow. Sorry. You're so wow. funny, wow. Barry. Yeah. You're owich, so fucking funny. Sorry
3: in Brandy.
2: Uh, <laughs> the other thing <laughs> I did was uh, we played, uh, we played another round of geek shock, D D with the tier five crown. The uh, the uh, fuck fest and baggage. Oh my god! Um, and uh, it's your fuck fault, Barry, and the haggis. Yeah, yeah but it's your, it's your fault. You had to name well. It something they're that now was the easily chorizo and eggs pancake well, burrito it, you know, or what, an what an idea. Idea. He <laughs> didn't
1: ask any of us. I just think it was
5: an impossible meat taco.
2: Yes, a it,
4: whole a whole wheat tortilla. There our, you go. Our tier five members.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> god bless them. Um, a bunch of us got together. We had more adventures in the uh, caverns of chaos. Ooh. Fighting uh, the this, cock, uh, yes, yes, oh, no. listeners. There's a lot of history in that, <laughs> and um, but um, a large chicken you had to fight. uh No, oh, so they were bugbears. We've moved uh, up the bugbears. Things have gotten a little heavy, and it was a pretty intense fight. Now, um, they have actually uh, uh, gotten uh, accumulated a lot of fat loots. Ah. and uh, they've uh, uncovered a few hints mm. of the cult of torgo Ooh, which is a, yes it's a very evil cult its symbol is a uh, it's 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 a smile on a black
3: field
4: a smile in the dark
2: yes because that's one of the epithets of the cult of torgo Ooh. the smile in the dark now the, is it
3: as evil as the cult of larg or on on par with well that remains to be seen oh yeah we'll see how
2: we'll we'll see how this develops speaking of spoiler alert another quick mention uh if you're a critical role fan and you haven't seen the latest episode skip two minutes okay good um uh, i watched the latest episode that was just done last week because it was intense the previous episode ended with them getting ready for initiative and then the following episode started right then and there. Four hours long, a big fight the whole time. What? Mercer killed two characters. Wow. And Mercer, the characters, the group is so finely tuned. They're really good at rescue. They're really good at getting that person that, that spare the dying or the, the, the healing potion to bring them back. And actually Mercer even commented, his NPC was like, your people are very, very resilient. I guess I'll have to take more final actions. And he coup de grâces two characters. Lays Damn. them out on their back and then runs them through the heart. Just fucking kills him. And actually with another character that died earlier when the campaign started. This is rapidly becoming the most lethal campaign apparently that they're running. They're 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 uh, they're slaughter. Kudos. So, yeah, I haven't even finished that episode, so I haven't seen the ramifications much less what's going to be happening later on this week, but Wow, that was that was fun and intense. So that- it must be
5: nice to run a campaign where you can kill people's characters without people flipping the table. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, that, that's that's all you, man.
1: Without that's, a person flipping yes, the table, yes. there, there
5: will be a time <laughs> where she will zig where she should have zagged. And she's gonna get hit with a nat twenty, and, <laughs> and then you're gonna mm, hit with some. Oak. God, I hope I'm there for that. Oh, I
2: goodness. know, I know, I know. When All when right, I killed Matt's character,
5: kill. he uh, he handled
2: it with panache. He got disintegrated. Oh, oh yes. wow. Yeah. You know, turned yeah. to dust. Yeah. And if they I, got they got a dust broom and pan and just yeah. uh, and snort I and snorted I, and you. Actually,
1: and I actually listened to her too. She's like, oh no, don't don't hit that one. Hit the one we're working on. I'm like, okay, well, fine. <laughs> that one that killed me had one hit point left.
4: <laughs> I saw me. I was be so mad. He had one.
5: Dude, it was, I was right ready there. Ready to finish it him was off. Right there, right there. She's and like, then, we need
1: help over here. And it was like
2: two or three rounds later, too. It wasn't even like the next action. It <laughs> <laughs> disintegrate, fail save, puff of dust. Oh. But mysteriously, when they cleared out those beholders, they found a five thousand gold piece diamond oh. to resurrect him. Nice. Yeah. It was. Oh. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, they're gonna hawk that.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, I, I got. We can resurrect him, or we could be in wine and wenches for months. No, I want to. I mm. uh, I'm going to do
1: like the. I'm going to do a different character. Yes. I don't like
2: Paulette, Paulette, and Deb are going to be in wine and wenches for months. <laughs> We're
1: going to wenches. <laughs> I, I got to ask... No, no, no. Better yet. Better
5: yet. Let him try and resurrect him. Don't. Say anything. Let them try and resurrect them, and then sometimes, if they don't want to be resurrected, it just won't work. Yeah. Goodbye, Diamond. Oh, yeah, there is oh, that, oh. and and no. Oh, it, I'm doing that.
2: that. spoil, mean, look at the, uh, look sp- in her face. Spo- <laughs> Spoiler alert, Barry. He's already back. They brought him back.
5: Oh, so. Yeah. Oh. I I gotta ask, did, did he, he actually come back, or did some, just, some, some I did, I did, uh,
3: monster? Did. Oh, dude. So, something that that Matt just brought up. How often do you have a creature that kills one of your 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 players? With only like one or two hit points left, is that something that happens very often? Because I just I just remember one of the last D and D games I played, it, our whole party dies. Like mm-hmm. they, we all had to re-roll new characters, and I remember the DM going, "It's like, oh man, you guys don't know how close you were there." And I'm like, "Why?" And He's like, "That creature only had one hit point left. It's like <laughs> if you, if any of you guys had 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 successfully got your saving throw, you would have yeah. been able to." Uh, heal at least one member of the party and get them. Well, it, that's good. It, that means it's balanced well.
2: But I, I, you, when it does, you're is really that what on, the, when, I think so. When you're on that edge, I think that that's nice because yeah. it's it's like that close. And and really, it sometimes comes down to the decisions you make, like Matt mentioned. <laughs> you know that.
1: Uh, 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 well, she desked her me. She's like, we need help with this one.
2: And I'm like, okay. And it was funny because she was a monk and she's dancing around on this fucking beholder head. The beholder can't get rid of her and she's popping it with stun hits from her monk anyway just stun lock the beholder yeah oh, dude it was but anyway um because i just remember a all lot five deaths, of deaths a lot of deaths yeah in, in, uh that have occurred in games i've run in 5e they're bleed outs people okay. are lying there, dying yeah. uh from failing their death saves right
3: they're not getting healed right, right because
2: no one is rescuing them in
5: time yeah because so. my
3: character uh was bleeding Um, I was losing, I forget how many hit points per round, but I was still up actively fighting. Sure. Uh, Oh,
2: that's always nice to be dying while you're on your feet.
3: And he goes, he turns to me, he goes, you just fell over, you're on the ground, you're incapacitated. And I'm like, what? And I'm like... Because I you know, I wasn't aware that I was bleeding. He was keeping track of that. He wasn't telling me. Oh, that. what a wow. generous DM. Really? Wow. Um, but I do also remember <laughs> all That's five of it it. us. He was <laughs> hit in the back. He just felt a little yeah, something. Yeah, really? Kind of it was, was just move. one of those things where, like, all five of us, where he's like, he's like, <laughs> rolled saving throws, and we all rolled, and we all failed. Oh. And it was just like, wow. When we're never done had... recording, let us know who this guy is so
2: we can avoid him in the yeah. future. Oh, but I, anyway. I don't think he's even around. No, anymore. a good DM will make
3: it
5: so that, honestly, the chances are you won't. Die. Uh, I like to drop people to zero like once or twice during a fight. Just to chance- teach them a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> just just to give them a reminder. Make them sweat. That, you know, death is around the corner if you make bad decisions. But I've been really lucky and that I haven't had to kill many characters ever. Right. You know, I guess I've been lucky right. that they've made the right decisions or they've rolled well.
2: That when people have started learning in the Geek Shot campaign because when uh, Leon Mitt's character died. And they found out that it was like, you know, you really didn't have to do a lot to save them. <laughs> you just had to. And it, they've, started, they've started tacticalizing um, and uh, saving themselves from Good. that. So.
4: Good. Well, before we move on to the show, uh, it's been a while since we've done this. So uh, let's do some Jeff's bad impression. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. Jeff, our, our master impressionist. Master impressionist. It's not necessarily a master impressionist. Uh, we we uh, ask our listeners to say not only what he should say, but what he should be imprevistive. Imprevistive. <laughs>
5: yeah. right. If you're playing at home, folks, everyone drink. <laughs> or do five push-ups. <laughs>
4: Uh, so he's going to do an impression, do Bring his damnedest questions. to do it. Uh, okay. We'll see if he can pull it off. I'll we'll, This one's sent to us by Jake. He writes, hey, fuckers. Oh, boy. How hey. could I forget about poor 80s Jeff and the great Batman 66 debate? Well, I'll make it up to you. It's been a while since we've heard a bad impression. Let's hear Jeff give us his best Gordon Gecko." Except as Scrooge McDuck, 80s version, not the David Tenet version. Oh, no. Have fun, fuckers. Jake, uh, there is your script. Jeff, you, wow. Scrooge McDuck,
3: as Gordon Gecko. Okay, so the voice of. Scrooge and yeah, okay, I got not, the voice, yeah, not the voice of Gordon Gecko or
4: Scrooge Gekko. McDuck. Yeah. That would be weird. <laughs> Wait, what? what?
2: I heard that the other way around. Okay. Well,
5: what's the voice That's of Gordon Gecko? the voice of. Uh... Greed is good. You, you yeah. nailed it. You nailed
2: yeah, it. Yeah, there it's, you go. Kirsten's good impressions greed works. Okay,
5: I got it. Now. All right, Scrooge He's McDuck. Got it. He's got it. Okay. As Scrooge Gordon Gecko. Yeah. Should we be playing the DuckTales theme or something? You got your Invisalign out? I do have my Invisalign right. out, yep. <laughs> Invisalign chalking.
3: Well, I thought we were doing a uh, what's going on in my mouth segment this week, so I was like, all right. Well, it's not Invisalign. I can't use that excuse anymore. So, All right. Scrooge McDuck. As Gordon Gekko. Got
2: it. We're giving so you background oh. music. We're
3: doing the DuckTales <laughs> over here. I wasn't sure what you were doing there. Because <laughs> DuckTales we're theme, it was the not. We're bringing the
4: scene to life.
3: Ah. <laughs> ah. I am not a destroyer of companies. I'm a liberator of them. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Greed in all of its forms. Greed for life. Greed for money. for love. Loo. 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 Knowledge has marked the upward surge of mankind. And greed, you mark my words, will not only save Telder paper, <laughs> but that other manufacturing corporation called the USA. Oh, my. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I very didn't much. know Shrek did. I didn't either. Scrooge
4: yeah. yeah. it's. Uh, I didn't realize that Mike Myers he, Mike Myers did a lot of roles hey, man. Greed is good donkey <laughs> <laughs> Thank all you Jake love, and thank you Jeff
3: Alright I, I thought it sounded more like okay. <laughs> In my head in my ears it sounded more like Scrooge but apparently I sound more like Shrek Impressions not guaranteed to be great <laughs> Also not guaranteed to be bad.
4: Also guaranteed oh. to be... Oh. <laughs> oh. oh! wow. Okay, all right. He stepped
5: up his game oh. this episode. How you- about we just call it Jeff's questionable impressions? Because uh, no. there's a big question mark on this one. You, yeah. you
4: heard him, listeners. Jeff wants a challenge. <laughs> Send it on. Yeah, there you
5: go. I heard the gauntlet being
4: thrown I down. My goodness. Yeah. A-
2: Opinion is not guaranteed to be salty. <laughs>
4: Speaking of salty, news you don't give a shit about. Oh, what are you, ch- Stop cheering that. Oh, but
5: I
3: love that face you make.
5: <laughs> it's an audio show.
3: It's Schadenfreude. He's 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 in cheering at your pain. Yeah, man. it's Shatner and Freud. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a great stage play. Not every cigar.
3: No, a buddy cop <laughs> drama. A buddy a cop cigar. comedy drama. <laughs> Shatner and
4: Freud. I was thinking more of like the Nixon Frost thing. There you go. News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> There's another Saw movie in development. What? And, and nobody And Gate- <laughs> Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures are producing it with Saw 6 director Kevin Goert set to helm. The movie will be released on October 27th, 2023. This next Saw movie will be the 10th film in the franchise and no sign of the franchise coming to an end anytime soon. Plot details are being kept under wraps, but it's said that fans can be quote assured that the new film will capture their hearts and other body parts with all new twisted and genius traps and a new mystery to solve unquote. Who's ready for saw 10?
5: No, No. just no game.
4: (laughs) (sighs) Then you got to call Kristen, he's the game guy. Oh, you know, yeah. I <laughs> i saw the first Saw. Like I saw the like second one. Eh. Face.
5: And I try—I I went down a rabbit hole one. I was just curious. Okay. And I read the entire Wikipedia entry for all the Saw movies.
4: <laughs> That's a great way to experience it. <laughs> <laughs> to try and understand the plot. It's twisted, man. Yes. It's just so all kinds of screwed up. There is a full-on mythos of saw there is a through story yeah
3: yeah there and it's got quite the cult following now
4: Uh, uh, i like him i I will say it lost me after three yeah i still love one i've seen one so many times one's a great film two is cringy but in in a good horror way right and then three started losing me and i think i tried to start four and then just fell off
3: three really is where it went off the rails yeah but uh, I
4: would I I haven't wanted to see Spiral though I, yeah, I wanted to see I, them go see because it's been a while since we had a true Saw right. movie that was them kind of restarting it back up uh, it did well enough everybody
3: that I talked to uh, that had seen it was just couldn't stop raving about it they said it was really good and they said it felt a lot like the first film um, they felt like it was a good way to reboot the franchise without because it. The middling, unnecessary shit that they mixed into the final, proper named Saw films, but
4: sure, and fascinating that Chris Rock is the one that wanted to make it happen. Yeah, so mm. that it, that alone takes, gets my curiosity. Well, yeah, there. and
3: it takes it from a different perspective too in the in the Chris Rock film. So, I mean, it, that alone made me want to watch it, and then of course it just kind of fell by the wayside with all the shiny new things that kept getting dropped in front of me. So, indeed. My, my favorite was the uh, Pixar
2: collaboration. Oh, yeah? They did oh, with boy. a, a, a toy that? story and saw called uh, Saw. Shut I up. I don't like you. You're a terrible Well, did you,
1: see, did you see the one trap? Um, oh, the, no. The, uh, where he gets slapped? The Chris Rock movie? He gets no, slapped. That, yeah. that, it's not that, getting that better. That trap. <laughs> yeah. Crickets.
2: I don't feel bad about my <laughs> joke now. <laughs> Keep, keep Saw out of your damn
5: mouth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I should have saw that
1: coming. Keep oh, no. Saw's name <laughs> out trap. of your damn mouth. <laughs> the Slap Track, you know?
4: On,
5: just... Joke's invented on Geek Shock, not guaranteed to be good.
4: You <laughs> <laughs> don't give a shit about...
3: Joke's not guaranteed to be funny.
4: Disney has chosen its next feature film based on one of its classic theme park rides. Bert and Bertie are in negotiations to, that's a directing team, are in negotiations to direct a pick based on Big Thunder Mountain attraction at Disney theme parks. Uh, Kieran and Michelle Maloney writing the script. Uh, The minecart ride set in a mining town where gold is discovered. The original Big Thunder Mountain opened in 1979 in Disneyland in Anaheim and another version opened soon after at the Magic Kingdom in Orlando. Plot details are unknown, I'd say, at this time. As for Burton and Bertie, uh, the directing duo has already directed a majority of the Marvel series Hawkeye for Disney+. Oh, uh, that's where uh, I know the name uh, Sources say Disney was excited from the start about their vision of what Big Thunder Mountain film could be. Uh, so, that being said, what do you think the Big Thunder Mountain movie's going to be about?
3: The Big goat. Thunder Mountain? Is it going to be as bad as the Tomorrowland one? <laughs> Ugh!
2: <laughs> they collect pins to get on the train. So, right. I, God, that the, that the tub turns into a steam train, and they... Whoosh. Maybe there's just a little train,
5: like a miniature train, and yeah. everyone gets in.
4: I just want there to be the prospect of this. The ropes rooting, tooting, wild, riding right the wilderness. <laughs> there you go. They
5: need to put that in there. They do have to put that yeah. in there. They managed to make a movie that was enjoyable about the Jungle Cruise, but it's super loosely based on it, yeah. So don't expect, you know, some, something I, I, it, amazing. It, it
2: looks, it looks like a as an long as it's not Queen kind of, kind of, and they
5: they do some of the jokes in the Jungle Cruise, yeah,
3: right movie, the backside Back of water, of water uh, yeah. 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 I mean, as long as it doesn't become, you know, haunted mansion esque. I mean, I even hate to say it, but Tomorrowland was better than Haunted Mansion. I'll agree with you, and yeah. Neither of them were great. Well, the next yeah. one's
4: going well, no one to have, Winona no a writer in it. Oh, Aren't okay. they also supposed
3: to, Or no, they already did a Country Bears film, too, didn't yes, they? they did. I have no idea. God, wow. I barely remember that. Uh, okay. I see what you did there.
2: Uh, nah. Pun. <laughs> now, I I I'm I wish they would do a live action version of the 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 Splash Mountain ride. You know, racism, <laughs> okay? So, okay, <laughs> they got a few
3: movies about that. Dude.
4: Oh, <laughs> they do. They you do. Gotta, you got to call them to the back catalog a little bit. But they, they, they did <laughs>
3: one already. You know what? They they already did one. Kirsten, it was called Song of the South, which is what away, Splash Mountain get away. was based on. Oh, it's meta. I I can't. <laughs> I'm stunned.
2: Wow, a live action movie based on Dixie.
5: I know what they should do. Wow. They say, here comes another great idea. They need to do a movie. Idea's not guaranteed to be great. Uh, but how dare you? About the Hall of Presidents. Where someone is capturing presidents. Well, and sticking them and, in a
4: hall? Sticking and, them and, in a
5: hall <laughs> and stuffing them with animatronics. Yes. <laughs> and
4: they're
2: just like shocking them to make speeches and stuff. Is, is, it, a, is it a
3: horror movie?
5: <laughs> what was the movie with... Uh, Gerard Butler, and he's uh, protecting the president. Olympus is Fallen. Olympus is Fallen, yeah. It, it will be like the fourth entry in the Olympus Has Fallen uh, uh, series. What did they do? They did uh, the one in America, one in London, and then mm. where angels fall one, or something. One,
2: one in Orlando.
5: One in Orlando, <laughs> where he takes his family, but then the president's there too, but the president gets captured, and then he finds him in a room with, like, electrodes stuffed in him.
2: I think that should be, like... Uh, deceased presidents and then like jimmy carter george w bush clinton obama
3: and trump and biden have to go out and fight crime i would
4: watch that movie i would so watch i would that watch movie. that movie
3: is it didn't they do that on the saturday tv funhouse on snl it was like the ex-presidents and they were all
4: well they're, they're superhero
3: they're, crime fighters
2: there was actually also the uh uh, it was uh, James Garner and Jack Lemmon were former presidents right. who, I don't know, they did some fucking thing. I no, I've know. got
5: it. I've got it. So, uh, people. Sorry. some people have gone missing and then, we don't know why, but then like the, the previous president actually went missing. There was a worldwide manhunt. No one could find him. They eventually had to install a new president because he you know, got to continue the, the line of succession. And then that president goes missing. Well, Gerard Butler to the rescue.
4: We can get shot up.
5: <laughs> That's a great movie, and I want to see it.
2: A shot movie is not
3: guaranteed to be great. Depends on which former president you want him oh, to be it'll saving. Or the imaginary president. <laughs> or yeah. or not save. Then. Like, you know, oops.
2: I, I'm sorry, I, I just didn't get... I, the bad guy had one hit point left.
5: And <laughs> now you're mixing genres.
4: At D23, the big Disney convention, Marvel Studios president Kevin Fige, uh, Fige. Gave, Fige. Fige gave first looks of their Phase 5 and 6 projects. Fizz 5. That's it. phys 5 yeah. and 6. They revealed who would be on Marvel Studios' Thunderbolts roster. Uh, the cast includes Julia Louise Dreyfuss' Countess Valentina, David Harbour's Red Guardian, Wyatt Russell as John Walker, uh, Olga Koryenko as Taskmaster. Koryenko is I think the the approved pronunciation. Thank you very much. (laughs) I I worked hard. (laughs) Hannah John Kamen as Hannah John Kamen as Ghost uh, Florence Pugh as Yelena and Sebastian Stan as Winter Soldier. So All-Star Avengers lineup of Badish guys. I like it.
3: I was somewhat confused with the Winter Soldier being dropped into that because I mean, all the others made sense because the post-credit scenes uh, both in Black Widow and also at the end of uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. But why is the Winter Soldier in Thunderbolts I now? don't understand That's the Thunderbolts. I don't know
5: the history. Can anyone help me?
3: Depends on which history you're talking about.
4: The Thunderbolts started out as a group of superheroes that turned out to be bad guys working for themselves. They they put themselves out on the market as, we are a new super group. This is the the original '90s version,
3: right? And then
4: and then they re- revealed that uh, Baron Zemo was the head of the group and. They're doing it for their own nefarious purposes, but acting good. Okay. And uh, then since there's, then, there's been a lot of reconstruction along the way to become a little more suicide squad ish.
3: Hmm. Yeah, like uh, villains trying to re- you know seek redemption, and that and goes then, back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, the the one twist that I saw was that the you know is the villain trying to seek redemption, but then it turns out in reality they were you know plotting against the world as I they cured normal. ghost. They did, but that's part of the. Maybe it didn't take whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. She, she just, she has that as her power now. Supposedly, yeah. Is I that, don't care. No, she's she she She's, she's, she's cured, but still has the ability to phase when necessary.
4: Most of these characters are basically antiheroes. Yes. When it comes down to it, they're not bad guys full out. They're not good guys full out. They're somewhere in the middle. Mm. All right. Uh, Shooting, of course, is set to kick off next year. Additional TV series and productions, of course, include Echo, which revealed Graham Greene would be joining the cast and Vincent D'Onofrio would appear as Wilson Fisk. Uh, Marvel also confirmed the new Daredevil series, Born Again, will consist of 18 episodes, Ah. quite a bit longer than other MCU projects. Uh, Ironheart with Riri Williams is currently shooting in Chicago and Atlanta. Uh, The first footage revealed Parker Roberts' The Hood, played by Anthony Ramos. Uh, Secret Invasion also got its first teaser with with Don Cheadle, appearing to explain how the events of this series will have direct repercussions on the story for Armor Wars, which is based on the comic book run about Stark armor that gets in the wrong hands. Uh, Shooting will begin next year. And finally, Marvel also confirmed director Matt Shackman has taken over the Fantastic Four film. Where's my Punisher? When am I going to get some punishment? There's, there's still it's a lot coming. of stuff out there that's been hinted at that uh, coming, hasn't been yeah. officially announced. Yet. Yeah, right. I really
3: liked when they had the uh, uh, Kihi Kwan being revealed as being part of Loki season two. But the, the best thing that comes at, came out of that was the reunion between him and Harrison Ford that <laughs> popped up on Instagram. It was a joyful picture. Oh my yes, god! That, I mean, because you could definitely see the genuine joy on the face of both those human beings you know in their embrace and it's just like wow this is something because 30 30 something years since they 35 years i think it was since they had last you know
4: seen each other Well, the face i saw in harrison ford was him just glad he didn't crash on the way there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a single player open world black panther game is in early development at ea's recently opened seattle studio according to a new report Quote, the project is called Project Rainier, Jeff uh, Jeff Grubb says on Giant Bomb's Game Mess Mornings show. Continuing, it's a single-player game. It's in very early development. The game starts with Black Panther being dead, and the player is going to take on the challenges of becoming a new Black Panther, and that seems to be the setup for the game, unquote. Uh, Grubb also describes Project Rainier as a big open-world title. He additionally suggests that despite EA's infamous reticence about single-player games, The success of uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order has the publisher more open to greenlighting non-multiplayer projects. Uh, Notably after Anthem's shutdown, EA-owned BioWare is asserting that Dragon 4 is a single-player game as well. Uh, Further major Marvel games at companies besides EA and Sony are also in various stages of development. Grubb suggests uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns is one such game due to launch later this year. So... uh, who is up for an open world of Black Panther game?
5: I am, especially because of single player. Yeah. I am 100% done with multiplayer as as a, as a any kind of sales point for me to buy a game. I want that a massive, immersive single player. Uh, basically, a, a big, long, drawn-out movie that I'm in, participating in. Yeah. That's what I want. I don't care what the the little 12-year-old down the street thinks about my mom. Don't care
4: Yeah, I think I've learned What I want in a game is My choices to have impact On the ongoing happenings of it You can't get that in a Fortnite You're not going to get that in Call of Duty Unless you're playing the single player thing I I want What I'm doing to have an emotional impact I want to be involved
5: you know, you're not even going to get that in World of Warcraft. Uh, the
4: decisions you make don't really impact the world. That's why I had to stop playing MMOs. I, I was tired of realizing that everything I did had no impact on anything whatsoever. That's why I liked
5: Planetside for like half a minute. Did you
4: ever play that game?
5: Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, well, it's, you know, shoot them up. Pick a side, blue or red or whatever. But the the more checkpoints you would take, the more the map your, your side would take and it would affect... Like the battles. And they'd reset it every so often. But that was kind of cool. I liked that. Uh, that's why I liked Star Wars Galaxies way back in the day. Because your team, you know, your Empire or your Rebels or your, your uh, Neutrals would take an area and you could claim it. So your choices did permanently affect the world. You don't have that anymore so much. Not really.
2: Oh, yeah. Now it hurts. I don't know. I, I kind of like it because it just reinforces that nothing matters.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Nealus K, everybody. I'm with, uh-huh. I'm with you, though, Barry. It's it's also that whole notion of kids a quarter of our age have eclipsed our shit-talking game. How the fuck did that happen? I don't know. We We were supposed to have age and experience on our side. And how is it that we've been now bested by people that are barely out of grade school. They're speaking an entirely
5: that. different language. These yeah. Kids and they need to get the hell off my lawn. Yeah. There's so. no business. Well you don't have a my lawn. lawn. Right? I, have, I don't have a lawn. I have you, desert. I have yeah. rocks. They need to get off my rocks.
4: Never yeah. underestimate the wit of the young.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: Wow. The wit of the young. It's because you're not young so you can track them down and beat the shit out of them without going to jail. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's where it all comes from. You're an adult. So what you're and saying... And what really sticks in your craw is you got to stand there, sit there, whatever there, and take it from that little <laughs> fucking shit-stained, noise-globbered, <laughs> mama's milk-still-wet-on-his-lips bitch.
3: Someone's bitter! <laughs> so what you're saying wow. is I should not do a post-credits of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? File over the country. Yeah,
2: know. no. Jay and Silent Bob. I don't know. They may maybe they got better lawyers. There was, there was some <laughs> catharsis in that. <there. laughs> yes, there was. That was that was a magnificent scene. <laughs> but this does explain
4: why Kristen plays a lot of Catan.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, now I actually play a lot of he plays Water. A lot of, of offline uh, Catan. Oh yeah, yeah. No, there's no online. I don't play. Well, I don't play you, on- online lots of Water deep. Yeah. But apparently, that's for online security reasons So, mm.
4: I fixed that by the way I can now play that online oh really so, yeah. we should yeah. play is yeah. there a fix no there isn't a fix I just figured out what my password was <laughs> <laughs> problem exists between keyboard and chair yeah very much so <laughs>
5: it was an ID10 error what do you got
4: Author Paul Tremblay recently revealed that his M. Night Shyamalan's upcoming mysterious new film project is a, a, quote, direct film adaptation of his novel, The Cabin at the End of the World. Here's the official description for the book. Seven-year-old Wen and her parents, Eric and Andrew, are vacationing at the remote cabin in a quiet New Hampshire lake. Wen? Wen, W-E-N. Oh, their closest neighbors are more than two miles in either direction along a rutted dirt road. One afternoon, as Wen catches grasshoppers in the front yard, when? Wen, Wen,
3: When is she catching it's the grasshoppers?
4: Wn Wen. Uh, mm. A stranger unexpectedly appears in the driveway. When does the stranger appear? Uh, no, Wen sees the stranger. Uh, Third um. base. <laughs> Leonard is the largest man Wen has ever seen, but he is young. <laughs> what? What? Whoa! Whoa. Are we he rated They didn't mean for- <laughs> it
5: like that.
2: <laughs> is that what the
4: lawyer said in
2: the courtroom?
4: Uh. <laughs> but he is young, friendly, and he wins her oh. over almost...
5: What? <laughs> he what? You're what? making it dirty. You're making
3: it dirty. Oh, yeah, Matt. This okay, is so, our fault. So, yeah. so, we, so, so we have the who. We have the what. What? We have the where. Where? And we also now have the when. Third the
4: when. And the when wins. But do, do we get the how and the why? Uh, eventually. L- Leonard and Wen talk and play until Leonard abruptly <laughs> apologizes. Oh, oh uh, this don't, normally doesn't happen. When, uh, when, does, <laughs> when does Leonard <laughs> apologize? Leonard abruptly apologizes and oh, tells Wen, quote, none of what's going to happen is your fault. <laughs> what are oh. do you doing? <laughs> Did okay. you write
5: this? What?
3: This is not getting better.
5: Yes! You're not saving this, Todd!
3: Get through
5: it! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Power through!
5: Three more strangers than... God damn it. Okay. <laughs> this, Does this take place on a couch? Is this, oh, a, is this a
4: geek shock appropriate Jesus. story? Three more strangers then arrive at the cabin carrying unidentifiable menacing objects.
2: Oh, God! <laughs> That just ruined itself. Now now, now, now Barry's turning.
3: <laughs> okay, this is this is starting to sound like a really sub porn genre. Oh,
4: As uh, now just now, Jeff? Just, just now. That last yeah, that last line. As, really that last line put, put it last. over the edge. <laughs> As Wen sprints inside to warn her parents, Leonard calls out, Your dads won't want to let us in, Wen, but they have to. We need your help to save the world, unquote. The movie's cast that includes Dave Patista. Rupert Grint, Nika Amaka Bird, Ben Aldridge, and Jonathan Groff. Uh, Yeah, that's a hell of a description. A great fucking book, though. Cabin at the End of the World. Anything by John Tremblay I've read has been fucking amazing. And thank you, Elizabeth White, for turning me on to him in the first place, as far as an author goes. Um, This is a book that is perfect in the hands of Shyamalan. I, I recently saw Old. Has everybody here seen Old yet?
1: Not no, no. I have not. I wanted to see it, but I never
4: Worthwhile. Highly recommend it. Uh, Shyamalan, Firing on All Cylinders. Based on a graphic novel, through and through, a fun, interesting, creepy, satisfying movie.
3: It's on HBO Max right now. Yes. yes, I it will is. watch
4: it. Yeah, my wife and I both thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, a fun premise. Is it well executed? Uh, yes, to an extent. Because you know, hey, Deb, Deb it, won't watch it. If it's it's hard. not. It's well, not well, scary, yeah, though. Well, like, here's the, the thing: it's more... it's Shay Milan. Shay Milan doesn't make horror movies. He makes long Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah, and yeah. that's what this is.
3: It's psychological, but it's not. Um... Okay,
4: I, I think it's a it's a horror movie Deb could accept because it doesn't involve monsters. It's more of a sci- jump scares. Yeah, it's more of a sci-fi crap. concept. This one. It's okay. not
3: even like jump scares, right? The the clips that I've seen didn't leave me
4: no. to. oh, there's like, there's dread. There are, yeah, but there's but yeah, there's no scares. Okay. So I, it's, it's it's dark sci-fi. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, Kamen at the end of the world. Perfect fit. I'm. I think this is the first Paul Tremblay full movie based on one of his works. So I'm very, very happy to see this coming. When is it coming out? It doesn't say. I don't think it, there's a announcement yet. I saw. I, I what saw what you he did. did. I don't. Yeah. And I don't like what he did. But I saw it. I'm
2: probably going to avoid it. I'm on enough FBI watch lists. I don't need. You, to. you avoided it.
3: You should really watch it. It's a good. Watch film. what? Yeah. Exactly. I want to stab you in the mouth.
4: Choose it or when? Yes. Okay. A new Tron game has been announced during the Disney Plus Marvel Game Showcase called Tron Identity, developed by John Wick Hex and volume creator Mike, Mike Bithel. The game launches in 2023. Tron Identity is a visual novel adventure that takes place in a new grid forgotten by its creators and left to evolve on its own. A crime has taken place and it's your job to solve it, defragging the identity disk of people around you in order to reveal their memories. Your decisions will shape the outcome of the story as the game will branch out into different endings depending on your choices. Uh, also revealed was Amy Henning's upcoming Marvel game. We didn't get a release date, but we know the game will be set in World War II, takes players to several locations across the world, will feature four characters, and will star Captain America and Black Panther. So wait,
5: wait, wait. wait, What? What? You what? completely lo- Wait, what? Two
4: different games. Okay, okay. You I was still that, on you, Tron. You missed I missed the sense. transition yeah, there. You sure
5: did. Tron movie starring Captain America. <laughs> Is that, what the fuck?
4: It's Disney and their multiverse. Oh, okay. Yeah.
5: I love Tron. Yes. I always love Tron games. That's good. But the one thing that bugs me is they never they never really explain it. Like, what's actually going on? If you think about it, Tron Legacy just happened. The entire movie happened in a server on standby mode. Yeah. Yeah. Tron also on a air-gap server.
4: That's it. Well, that's all they had. Well, that, well, that's the conceit of Tron is that computers are actual full civilizations within each one. So, show us the internet. Ready, player, one. You can't handle the internet. They already
3: did that in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Uh, Mm, I know. I
5: I refuse to believe that that is the internet of the Tron world. (laughs) It was fun, but it was not the Tron universe internet. (laughs) I really wanted to see uh, Dillinger, the, the guy from Peaky Blinders. Oh, no, the, the the actor that played
4: Dillinger's son. In yeah, I wanted because
5: that was a setup for another movie, but it never got made. This Disappointingly. Is very, very true. Uh, uh, and now Daft Punk's broken up. Forget it.
4: Tron. <laughs> Tron That's well, a well, shame. well, let's scratch all of Tron then. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Throw it all out. <laughs>
4: Tron, I adore Tron. Yeah, uh, especially the original. Mm. It is a visual, fantastic thing. It creates a world I want to know more about, yeah. but I still don't think they've done a really good job of mining it for stories.
5: No, no. the, the games have been kind of disjointed as well. Yeah, yeah and, and it makes of me of wonder the, if eh. you
4: can. Maybe the idea is better than the execution.
2: I think, I think part of it is... Part of it is Matt <laughs> dropping his phone on the table. You were saying? Part of it, I think, is... I don't know if we call it embarrassment, but it's the way they look back on the special effects of the first movie. And I think, because I think so much of the world came from, one, how you translate what goes on in computers to the layman. And two, just how do you imagine that? And I think that one of the reasons why we have problems following it is i I don't know, I think you gotta have I don't want to use a Barry word, but here I go, here we go, a okay. certain cheesy joy in how
5: it gets animated, well, you do, you know, and i if you I know think- about computers you You don't want to be that guy in the audience who's like, "That's not how it would work." Really, asshole! Tell me how it would work with (laughs) like computers and stuff and people running around in there. It's it's a conceit. It's just
2: fun. And I think that I think that there's a lot in like legacy. There was a lot that I enjoyed, but it was also like you know we're well we got better special effects, so let's show them how much better they are. And I think there was a certain level of. Uh, guys, you're 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 kind of missing the point of the first one. I mean, yeah. I just I just thought that that was so weirdly incredible, and that's where you need to go. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't know because you don't want to stick too close to it because fuck, then you you know there's going to be a whole bunch of new viewers who are just not going to be there. But I think that that's kind of the key, and that's what they sort of miss out.
5: Tron on. Tron was always a feast for the eyes and ears, <clears throat> yeah. and I think. And David Warner as the bad guy. Oh yeah, God bless him. It was a feast for the eyes and the ears, and the story was almost secondary, I think. And I accepted that; that was fine. Yeah. I was okay with it, I, even with Legacy, which did not get good reviews, but I had
4: fun watching it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're right. The soundtrack is banging. Oh, the soundtrack is great. But you're Chris. Know. That first one had a very specific visual that made it so compelling.
2: Yes. Even even in the whole uh, uh uh you're black you're filmed in black and white and then they highlight the you know the what have yous and whatever the hell or or you know what however they did those things it in the Gile of, eye outfits or yeah. however you say yeah. that you know it it's high uh, eye the high eye yeah yeah I God that was just that and the, yeah that whole thing was just cool not, and I,
3: not to mention that that the. CG and that was really in its infancy. Like yes. literally they would generate a single frame. It would take mm-hmm. thousands of compute cycles to generate that single frame. Right. And then they would take a quick picture of it with a camera. Yeah. And then they would move on to the next one right. and then, and that was a very long painstaking process and i think
2: that's part of what you might call i i don't know if embarrassment is the word but it's like they're just they're just eager to show oh look at how far we've come right and i think in many ways it's like no 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 that you you don't want to actually push it
3: like in that kind of direction yeah, yeah, because it did feel like in Legacy they really tried to push that. Oh yeah, you know, like the way they photorealistic like de aging, which right. was well, still a little well, well, uncanny valley. That
2: was that was weird. But I'm yeah. also talking like just how they interpreted, say, the light cycles, right? In Legacy, that was fun versus,
4: well, it, it, the sequence was fun, but visually not as fun. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I just yeah, there were there were elements to it that it was it was not quite the same for me. So. I I love Jeff Bridges, right? So I'm I was just so happy to see him in, uh, performing in there anyway. Here's a question:
5: When when the kid got zapped in, did he ever have to pee
4: during that time? No, is there? Are there bathrooms? Uh-huh. No, he's in- a program. Yeah, it's a he's a program now. He's not human anymore.
3: Well, yeah, and you also have to bear in mind that everything that happened inside the server was a split second in real time, because he comes out of the server back into his. Well, what if he His had corporeal to pee when body. He came
4: in? Well, I'm in? Just... <laughs> well, then when he gets out, he then will probably yeah, have to Yeah, he's like, it.
3: well, I should go use the restroom. When out. But, but yeah, all of yeah. that was to hap- apparently happen As opposed happening. to somebody who, if he was getting zapped in, would it's, be like,
2: this is my time! It's, it's, and I will have you know <laughs>
4: that they went to the bar
5: and they had drinks <laughs> in Tron Legacy. So, if they had drinks, if something goes in, something's got to come out, where do they pee? Law of Conservation of mass. Well, if they go to the bar Don't then you maybe science me. Don't you science Don't you <laughs> science. How dare you science me? Keep that science between your dirty lips.
0: <laughs>
3: what? <laughs> what the? You and your I science t- mouth t- how t- how t- as a dare compliment. You. you keep your science
4: mouth shut. Speaking of dirty lips, let's do some red light, green light. <laughs> green, light,
3: light green light. Such a fun game to play, yeah. Doesn't matter what they're gonna make this
5: shit anyway.
4: What? <laughs> Alright, I bring this meeting of Dunright Productions to order. It's been a while before since we've had some uh, new pitches to green light, so it is time to green light a new TV show. These are real pitches. One or more of them may be fake. Now, you each get one green light because that's all we could afford. So one of these Uh. is your choice. And your choices are between Jumper, His Majesty's Dragon, Billy Summers, and the franchise. Here we go. Let's start with Jumper. Netflix is returning us to the Jumper universe Uh. based on the book series by Stephen Gould about a young man capable of teleporting as he is chased by a secret society intent on killing him. The story will continue with Jessie Klein, who learns on her birthday she can teleport as well. Similar to the 2008 movie starring Hayden Christensen, the Netflix series will follow Jessie as she finds out who and what she is and the nefarious others similar to her. The series will be updated with new abilities and a new outlook dealing with issues of 2022 and beyond. Gould is writing and producing with Doug Lyman, who is also showrunning. Uh, Lyman directed the original film, quote, We hope to take this story where it needed to go in the original movie. Netflix is excited to update the story with new blood and new direction, Lyman said in a recent interview with Hollywood Reporter. Another series based in the Jumper universe called Impulse was, re- was released in 2018 on YouTube Premium to critical praise. So what do you think of Jumper? When I first saw Jumper...
5: I thought it was fun. It was just all right. It wasn't anything that I thought would ever get a sequel.
1: But uh, I'll watch it. Sounds interesting. I don't know what to tell you. It was okay. Uh, a similar thought pattern to Barry there. Like, Was it Samuel Jackson's The Paladin? One of them? One yeah. of them, yes. Yeah. It was okay. Like He kind of saved that movie. But yeah, it was okay.
3: Um, I enjoyed the film. I felt like there was more to that universe that could be explored. So I'd be interested to see where they go with that.
4: I wonder if they can There's, jump
5: to
3: the moon.
4: You would think so. Yeah.
5: I mean, you couldn't breathe, but you, you know, you get a, <laughs> get a
3: spacesuit.
4: Well, jump talking to the moon. about new abilities, what if they can jump through like multiverses and stuff?
3: That, that would be interesting. That would grab my attention.
2: I always love, I'm, I'm the, I'm the eighties Jeff to multiverses to, you know, what he ah. is to time travel. Gotcha. So, so multiverses would get my answer. I ne- I I'll be honest. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, not that I hate it or don't want to. I just have never gotten around to seeing it. So what do you think of Nightcrawler the series? If he wasn't a demon-looking Well, villain? there you go. I, you you said the key word there. Series. It's like as a TV series, someone being chased. It's a what fuck, if they were in
5: an Italian kid. restaurant and they jumped to another Italian restaurant? Mm-hmm. They could have two dinners.
3: Well, you're in luck. Kirsten Jumper is on Hulu, so you can watch. It. Well, there you go. <laughs>
0: you
4: I'm going to guess that episode ends with them being full.
2: Yes, and and I'll then you spoiled it. And they jump to a air gap server so they don't have to go to bathroom. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Next up, his His Majesty's Dragon. Fox is developing a new animated series based on the fantasy novel by Naomi Novik, His Majesty's Dragon. The project is set during, quote, an alternate history version of the Neopoly- Neapol... Wars. Wow. <laughs> no. Five plus one. No, neo-po- Na- <laughs> Neopoleonic? Napoleonic. <laughs> it's the, neo, it's ne- the new ne- version of the Neapolitan Wars. If you're playing along home, take a drink.
2: Yes, it's chocolate, vanilla, and cherry strawberry ice cream
3: green- all fighting green, green. In light. <laughs> the Neo Napoleonic Wars.
4: <laughs> neo Napoleonic. ...of the Napoleonic Wars... There you go. ...in which dragons not only exist, but are piloted like skyships and choose their own masters, unquote. The story centers on primarily on events involving the titular dragon... Uh, Here we go. <laughs> Tamari, and his handler named Will Lawrence. His Majesty's Dragons was created by Ben Queen... Said Bean Quinn. Uh, who created. <laughs> Sean Bean? Bean cre- Quinn. That's my next uh, D&D character. Bean Quinn? Bean Quinn. Definitely a Star Wars character. Who created the DC comedy Powerless he's also writing executive producing this project he also worked for pixar writing the two cars sequels is this an animated project yes okay here's a more detailed description from the book when hms reliant captures a french frigate and seizes its precious cargo an unhatched dragon egg fate sweeps captain will lawrence from his seafaring life into an uncertain future and an unexpected kinship with the most extraordinary (laughs) creature thrust into the rarefied world of the aerial corpse as a master of the dragon Temerier. Core. That's what I said. He will face <laughs> <The> a Neapolitan <laughs> corpse. A crash course in the daring tactics of airborne battle. As for France's own dragonborn forces, rally to breach British soil of Bonaparte's boldest gambits. <laughs> wow. Lawrence so <laughs> You can't
3: even say alliteration. I iteration. can't even
4: say it. Somehow I made it through. Must soar into their own baptism of fire.
5: Yeah. What do you think
2: of His Majesty's Dragon? I'd oh. rather see chocolate, vanilla, and some strawberry yeah. and ice cream fighting.
5: Let's just watch a YouTube video about ice cream that I can't eat. Neapolitan Wars. <laughs> you ever had a slice of Neapolitan ice cream between two waffles? Mm. Oh, your life will change. It's mm. really good. That's how much we like that one, literally. <laughs>
4: Next up, Billy Summers. J.J. Abrams is teaming up with Stephen King for a series adaptation of King's novel, Billy Summers. In the story, quote, Billy Summers is a hitman who's looking to retire and takes one last highly lucrative job to feather his nest. The job requires him to embed himself in a quiet town where he pre- pretends to be an aspiring writer. He sets up in an office with a direct view of where hitman Joel Allen will be delivered to face trial for shooting two men during a poker game. Allen has also committed enough murders on some high-level mobsters to be scared the gunman will incriminate his former employers to lessen his sentence. Summers, a meticulous craftsman, becomes more and more cynical about the mobsters who've hired him, and his skepticism is well warranted as things go awry following the completion of the job, unquote. Ed Zwick and Marshall Herkowitz will write and adapt with Zwick directing. The package will be shopped shortly to high-end cable networks and streamers... What do you think of Billy Summers?
1: Yeah, eh. mob hitman. Oh, sure, why not? Yeah. Oh. Eh, seems like I've seen it before. I well,
5: yeah
2: that that one last That one rigid, last uh, hit didn't you know, uh, never
5: been done before. Someone just did one like that where he, where he's uh, he's like a Norwegian guy and he goes in and... polar. Yeah, yeah, polar. Mad Mad Mickelson. Yeah, yeah, Mikkelson. yeah, that was wacky. That was that was actually pretty good. But mm-hmm. I like that plot. Better than what this sounds like. Yeah,
4: and the twist in that one. Yeah. <laughs> what a twist. And finally, the franchise. Armando Iannucci has been working on a pilot episode for The Franchise, the new series about the making of a superhero movies that has been ordered at HBO. The series is a wry look at the world of superhero movies that follows, quote, a hopeful crew trapped inside the dysfunctional, nonsensical, joyous hellscape of franchise superhero movies. <laughs> If and when they finally make the day, the question they must face, is this Hollywood's new dawn or cinema's last stand? Is this a dream factory or a chemical plant? Unquote.
0: (laughs) Okay. Iannucci will
4: be executive producing the series, why Skyfall and 1917 Helmer Sam Mendes will direct the pilot. John Brown, who's a writer on Succession, is on board as showrunner and guardian columnist. Marina Hyde is also screenwriting. Ianucci is the creator of the comedy shows Veep and Avenue 5.
3: Okay, that's that's good pedigree. Veep so what, was good, except for the Avenue 5. I don't know what that is. That's, that's the uh the the s- space the worst luxury per- cruiser thing. Yeah. Worst people in the <clears throat> world on a starship that Oh, it's Josh Chad. Yeah. Oh. Boo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
4: so, what do you uh, think of the franchise?
3: <laughs> Actually,
2: I'm interested. I'm I'm very interested. In fact, uh, I'm too interested, and yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll explain that for the reasons in the second half of this segment.
4: All right. So there you go. with The franchise: Billy Summers, His Majesty's Dragon, and Jumper. You have to green light one of them. Where do you put your green light, Matt?
1: Those are all bad. J- <laughs> Jumper. <laughs> Why? Because it'll... No reason Just, <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- hate Just I hate those all Just say it's the
3: one you thought was the
1: least offensive I, I hate, hate them know. all <laughs> Jumper Hopefully Samuel Jackson makes a Oh no, did he Wait, did he get killed in No, way? he, he no. was alive at the end of the film But did he change or did you see the error of his ways? <laughs> no no? Oh, So maybe he'll he was... make, a, uh, make a cameo as an older paladin Abandoned in that... a cave on a cliff that he was going to be able to get out of. So vengeance, he's like... It could be. ...eating away at him. Okay, Jumper. Only
3: God should have this power.
1: Yes. Jumper.
3: Vlog.
5: I'm going to go with that last one. What was it? Franchise. Yeah, I would like to see that. I think that might be funny.
3: I would give that a chance. Jeff. Um, I'm going to also go with Jumper just because I would like to see that universe explored more.
2: Okay. Well exploring jumper would be an interesting idea billy Summers is actually i like stories you know that talk about writers and stuff so that actually uh, that whole pitch that's the thing that caught my attention he's pretending to be a writer that was that was like what's all that about that's kind of it was weird. based on a novel by stephen king it makes sense <laughs> yeah oh yeah very much so and then, uh, ugh, what was the third one? Wait a minute. His Majesty's Dragon? Oh, yes. No. Not, <laughs> I, I, I did that Napoleonic stuff. I, Neopoleonic. Yeah, I'd much rather watch ice cream fight than... Uh, Neo-Napoleonic. i yeah. telling you. So, ice cream slab, two yeah. waffles. No. hey, Awesome. Yes, Got to eat it quick. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, and
3: get brain freeze. Um, you don't get brain freeze. So, well, but well, what waffle? if you make the waffles ahead of time and let them cool down the temperature no. before uh, you no, I no, Jesus no, Jesus no, that is not how it's done. Why did and
5: I? It needs even... to be hot waffles.
4: No. What?
5: Yes. What? No. There is no. No. There is just yes. <laughs> there is no. No.
4: I don't know. There's a big
5: no. No, not it's this a thing. That I used to get at the grocery store. Yes. It was a treat. It was wonderful. There from is from no someone no.
4: whose face is stuffed with celery. I say no. Uh.
5: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where's the celery anyway my point is
2: my point is there was a point i like franchise Ah. i like that idea i think it would be funny just the and the whole examination of just you know i like stories about hollywood anyway and that sounds like a hilarious take on it so yeah i'd vote franchise
4: all right so that's two for jumper
2: two
3: for franchise that means we're greenlighting two this week well you didn't vote i don't vote well, you do when there's a tiebreaker necessary. Since when? Uh, Since when? Since when? I mean, it's been a while, but, but usually there's more of us when we're doing red light, green light. Maybe so. if he has a really strong opinion about one or the other, but... Eh. Doesn't sound like he has an opinion on any of these.
4: I, I used to do that when we didn't have fake ones in there. I didn't I already know which one was uh, fake. Before we gamified this. That's true. <laughs> if one was so called The Adventures of Celery, he so probably would red light that one. Four years ago, yeah. <laughs> I'll
3: grant you that one. <laughs>
4: So, which of these do you think are fake? Matt?
1: Uh, the ne- Neopon. <laughs> ah!
5: Yes. The ice cream one.
1: The Neo, ice cream one. Neo that one is fake. That one is
5: fake.
4: His Majesty's Dragon. Yes, Alright, there you go. Barry, what do you think is fake?
5: Uh, I think Jumper's fake. I don't
4: think
3: that movie warranted a sequel of any kind.
4: Jeff, what do you think is fake?
3: I disagree with Barry about the movie not deserving a sequel, but I agree with him that I think it's fake because... I have said on this show before that I enjoyed that movie, and I thought it was a critically underrated film. So you think someone's taking that? I think somebody listened to a past episode and goes, ooh, 80s will vote for this. So, You think someone went and did a deep dive on old red light, green lights? I'm not saying deep dive, but they probably just remembered that I mentioned it on a podcast. Episode previously, How so the Jeff like,
1: Show. Everybody, uh-huh. I don't remember what I had for breakfast. <laughs>
3: that's, well, that's that's a theme with a lot of <laughs> yes, these. They yes, target yes. one of us to say, "Okay, this is something I remember so and so saying." So here's a pitch based on that. Uh, I'm going to stick with my. I think it's jumper. I think jumper is fake.
4: Kay, what do you think is fake?
3: I I think Jeff is right in terms of people tailoring uh, their
2: pitches. Yeah, uh, you know, giving us those softballs. That's why I think franchise. Is fake, because I think that's uh, the most appealing idea here, and uh, actually the the funner one. So I think that's the one that's uh, faker than a
4: a $3.5 bill. The fake one was sent to us this week by the one and only Pat Spurl, and it is Jumper. Jumper is the fake pitch this week. I told you so. Shit. And that means that His Majesty's Dragon, Billy mm. Summers, and the franchise are all in some form of development. Well, I'm happy. Do you have something to say to him?
3: Uh, I, <laughs> the only thing I was going to say is I also thought the other three pitches sounded just terrible enough that they had to be actual uh, things <laughs> okay. in development. Uh, especially with the dumpster fire that is uh, Warner uh, Discovery Warner right now. Because um, one of those was on HBO Max, right? Uh, Old was. Old, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of those pitches was Warner's. Okay, if you insist.
4: <laughs> Why not?
3: Something <laughs> streaming. Anyway, <laughs> ice cream.
4: And if you have a pitch to send to us, write to us. Comments at GeekShockPodcast.com. Put pitches, bitches in the subject line and then give us the pitch and maybe it'll make it into red light, green light. What's give your fat- Neapolitan? Oh, fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> Neo-Napoleon. Neopolitan. No, Neopolitan
3: uh, Neo-Napoleonic. <laughs> Uh, And make sure to
2: make sure to (laughs) grab a hold of some idea that Jeff has, because that's apparently the winner.
1: Well, it's the Jeff show, so it's Jeff show.
3: Well, I mean, it had to get to me eventually. They've got they've cut tailored pitches to each one of you. It was just a matter of time. I'm actually
2: happy because I like franchise, so I I like that as a concept. I think that would be cool. And that was the one, wasn't it? It was a superhero franchise on HBO Max. I thought that was.
1: No, I thought that was on Fox. Oh, is it Fox? Yes. Whatever. Oh, well, Anyways,
2: <laughs> can't win them yeah. ever, apparently. <laughs> and
4: I want to thank all our listeners for listening in, but especially our Kofi members. If you want to learn more about our Kofi support and the different tier rewards along the way, go to ko-fi.com slash GeekShock. And I want to p- shout out our tier two members, John B., Mike M., Mama Ninja Scoop, Heidi Johnson, David Highbryer, Scoop Bucky, Aaron Esquire and Minty Scoop, and of course, our tier four members, King Vald, Deb T, David Ferrari, Tommy Gumby, and our tier five members, Leon Mitch, Jeff Harris, Jake Godbold, Ozzy Matt, Mad Martron, and Glemly, And of course, once again, thank you, King Vald, for your additional one-off this week.
2: yeah, king, Vault, You go. are the best. Oh A special
4: God. thank you to our theme song creator, Sam Heffernan. You can find his music at SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitch. Agrona. He A- just put some new stuff out, too. Yeah. And our red light, green light theme writer is Justin Nozick, a.k.a. Royog SoftServe. You can find his music at theplaguephysicians.bandcamp.com. And, of course, to you. Dear listener, and don't forget, join us at Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con September sixteenth to the eighteenth this weekend at Booth five ten. Chance to win some friggin' awesome prizes. Oh no, it's just I've seen gonna, them.
2: It's crazy. It's right. crazy. Prizes not guaranteed. to be I, awesome. I, I just, Oh no, they're awesome. No, they are. Oh, awesome. This they're stack over there. They're this awesome. is so awesome. I'm terrified. Todd's gonna get a big head over this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
4: will know you, that joke if you're, you're you listening to this, this, this show it'll,
3: afterward you know what we mean <laughs> yeah I was gonna say it'll all make sense soon
4: and I want to thank all of us new listeners that if you met us at the con welcome glad to have you aboard we hope you listen more yes and until next week I am Master Torgo
3: 80s
1: Jeff Commander K Neapolitan Matt
3: with special guest star Vlog. <laughs> and now you just get stabbed yeah, in the back yeah, 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 yeah I know we'll talk to you next week and yeah.
5: <laughs> and, just, and I want to say, I'm sorry, No, uh, Leon Mitt. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, d- sorry. Whoa, 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 Barry never says he's sorry. I yeah. did not. I, I was doing stuff before the show. I could not bring the the special what's going in your mouth for this episode. And so uh. tune in next time where we have a really good what's going in your mouth. It's oh, really? Good one. Yeah. Okay. It's a good one. Uh for
4: for new listeners what's going to my mouth is when somebody sends us something awful to eat that's packaged and or drink homemade.
2: And thank you J R J R J K. I J R Really Jesus. dude, dude, look at this, look at this font. As okay, that does kind of R. look like a K cuz th- there's a K right next to it. Yes, I always think of Conkle uh, J.R. Conkle, you sent us some complimentary uh, editions of your latest novel, The Crumbling City. Fun. From, uh, from your Citadel of the Fallen series.
5: Uh, Kirsten edition. just likes it because there's a hot succubus on the front cover. There you go. He's going nice. to take That's it to the right. bathroom with him. You, know, you may need to send him another copy. I don't need a sticky. bathroom. I live it's, on a
4: server. It's his time. It's his time down there. That's it's right. You leave time. me My alone. time in
2: here. Dude, we love your work. Thank you for sending us those. You keep on trucking, you crazy novelist dude. Um, Yeah, but it 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 doesn't have any pictures, so it's going to take her a while. It's still my time. And it's time. If you're into fantasy,
4: check out J.R. Conkle's Citadel of the Fallen series. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. I think it's Fate
2: of the fallen citadel of fallen is, is the, the first book. Is the first book. Yeah. yeah, so I you know what? It I you really should just just name your series after the first book. Case in point, Song of Ice and Fire. Game of Thrones. Yeah. It, it it's exactly what the series is. It's Game of Thrones, you know. Foundation. Hmm. It's Foundation. Yep, right, yep. You know. Wheel of yeah. Time, Eye of the World. So it's just called Eye of the World. It should just be called ugh, it, it should be Wheel of Time actually. Yeah. I you know, I, They should uh, call that first book Wheel of Time.
4: That's what they should have. Yeah, they called it Eye of the World. See? I know. You fucked it up the other way. Yeah. I I just yeah, shouldn't I, be called Lord of the Rings. Should just called Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah.
2: Well, it was Lord of the Rings because it was a novel. That's right. And split, that. right. Then One they split it. Yeah. yeah, that was a bad. And example. he was pissed when they did Return of the King because he's like, oh, just tell them how it ends.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so should called The Dark Tower from the beginning. The Dark Tower. Did they call it The Dark Tower? No, the last book is called The Dark Tower.
2: What's the first book?
4: Uh, Song of <laughs> Ice and Fire. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow! Wow, ta- 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 The Horace ta- Heresy. Waste of time. Uh, <laughs> was that the first novel? Waste of time. Well, God, the, it should be. The first book was called Gunslinger. Yeah. Oh, the Gunslinger. Yeah. yeah you definitely should have called. Oh. See what? A, what are people thinking? What is marketing thinking?
1: Yeah, Barry. Yeah, uh, they, just wanna,
5: they just want to sell more stuff. I don't yeah,
2: they, they, you know what? It's it's it's. Uh, I've heard interesting stories about like marketing and books. One author, his book uh, actually kind of sunk because B and N actually was like, we're not going to buy this book because we don't like the cover.
4: Barnes and Noble said they weren't
2: going to buy it. Yeah, they, they were like, we're not going to we're not going to buy a lot of copies. We're not, you know, every store is going to have like one or two copies. We're oh. not really going to stock it. Why is that? <clears throat> It's a, it was an Arabian fantasy. It's sword and sorcery, but in an Arabian setting. Okay. And the cover, uh, Desert of Souls, actually looks like a Prince of Persia cover. Okay. It, it's literally like a, in an Arabian setting and a dude looking uh, like Arabian knight's attire, jumping. So you, cross- you know what you're getting. Exactly. And they were like, we hate that cover. Prince of Persia had just come out as a movie, hadn't done well. And they're like, we're, that's just not going to do well, so we're not going to do it. And sure enough, the, the book got great reviews and actually does very well in resale and stuff. But the sales, it, it just sunk the, the second book, and his series kind of died. Hmm. And the author is kind of, you know, he has words to say about it. I mentioned but, some salt. <laughs> but he talks about, one of the things he talks about is, you know, the current trend in like fantasy books to be like a picture of a sword.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he's, he's like. I blame, blame <clears throat> Brett Seiberhagen for that one. Yeah,
2: well, actually, dude, that is a lot of that comes from like bookstore marketing and publisher marketing who want that kind of cover because it like instantly tells the
5: audience what they're getting. Swords. Which is, yeah. It's You're getting swords. Is there a gem on it? You're getting swords and sorcery. Oh, is there dude. fire? You're getting swords and sorcery and dragons. Are there tits? <laughs> You're gonna get swords and sorcery and dragons and some light smut. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. You gotta tell a story in one picture. Yeah. It, but
2: it's the same story. That's the problem.
5: That's all people ever want is the same story. I'll take swords for a thousand. Yeah, but I I'll
2: love like
5: I love Conkle's cover.
2: This I'll one. bet you do. This yeah. one is great. It's sexy. All right. Well it's sexy, but yeah, it Barnes has, wouldn't, it, wouldn't buy it. It has They're a, like, a nah. character. It has it has an individual of a distinct We don't have look. a hanging
1: bead section. It, it's not a fucking <laughs> it's not a fucking
2: sword
5: hilt. Nope. You nope. know, on a blank background. It's got some kind of demon chick. There's it's magic. There's 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 ruin in the back, demon and then you've chick. got the quote on the front from Indie Reader that says, Hey, this is a good book. Yeah. So this is marketed right. Yeah.
2: My only complaint not is about, the, the, the font. The font. Yeah. font
5: is important. Yeah, I know. And
2: The, the font looks, inside the, actually, the cover. Actually, we, we someday have to have him on so we can talk about his whole uh, novel writing process. Yeah, I, I, I agree. He, uh, he talked about the, the, the uh, cover process, getting the cover, and also uh, like choices of font and stuff. Because I made that one complaint, and, and he's like, oh, dude, let me tell you something. So
1: he's, he's got these decisions out of the writer's control oh totally yeah. you should have used papyrus shut up <laughs>
5: <laughs> comic sans are nothing
1: <laughs>
2: comic sans I didn't know that was that was made like to make things easier for dyslexics and shit I did and, not and, know and that and the world shit on it mm-hmm. yeah yeah. it's like you know talk about ableism <laughs> yeah man marketer can't stand it yeah you, sorry you guys are awful There's all those wh- poor dyslexic really fucked because of you guys sorry not sorry (laughs) because of you bigots Mm -hmm. you're being a part of the problem
3: barry stop being part of the problem be part of the solution i have a whole list of fonts that i'm prejudiced against
2: (laughs) dude you also used to say no black background on your blog with light writing and you know and a lot of people are doing that now well yeah well that was a trend
5: but the trend is past. we're doing that we're doing that now yeah because we can it depends on what it's about business blogs most of the stuff
3: I deal with, you no, don't do that. Well, you know why the, the dark background and the lighter here we go is now more popular. It's because actually. more people are reading on mobile devices, and it's easier to see. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I have devices. I have floaters. Yeah, and, and it's just little floaters. visual <laughs> depends
4: what I've been eating. You know,
2: it's like little visual but not shit. If you're in the server that can actually be very annoying to deal with when you're reading uh, dark text on a light background. It's really annoying because I got lots of floaters. So <laughs> the dark background is really
4: helpful. I want to call this episode "Lots of Floaters."
2: There you go. <laughs> please you, don't. You, really? You're not gonna. <laughs> please they're, they're not, not gonna, sinkers. You're not gonna oh. call it Leonard the pedophile.
4: I think it's oh. called Neapolitan Wars. <laughs> <laughs> the, Neapolitan Wars. With a
5: the big ice cream sandwich with
4: waffles. A cold oh, yeah. waffle. No! Yeah. There is no cold yeah, waffle. heresy. the heresy! Now, if you, if you, you're just going to melt the ice cream if you have the
3: hot waffle. It's a treat. You eat it quick. You get it? You're like, all right, here it is, kid. Eat it. eat it. You hurt yourself if you
2: Here it is, kid. Eat it.
3: That's like trying to make us. Sandwich with a cold sandwich with hot bread. It's not a cold sandwich at that point.
1: <laughs> Just end it. Just it's not
5: a, it's like. not a cold. It's a cold and hot. It's a, it's a
3: it's a it's a meal of ice
5: and fire. It's what it is. <laughs> a, meal. A, meal a meal of ice, ice and fire. fire. Right. <laughs> Hot waffle, cold slab of Neapolitan ice cream. It's there about it is. it's about three. That's your right title the right there. Mm-mm-mm. Right Super with good. the waffle ice cream. Picture. And you gotta <laughs> eat it quick ish before like the end it starts to get a little melty. But you you
1: it getting- Well no, you never finish it. No, oh, you finish it. No, that's the point.
5: Annual of ice and fire. You and, uh,
1: <laughs> and uh and <laughs> uh oh, or or, you or Matt, do. you get killed while you're
2: about to take your first bite. Yeah. Nah. That wasn't my memory. But the thing is, Todd, if Maybe. you eat enough of those, mm-hmm. your meal of ice and fire yeah. eventually becomes a Game
5: of Thrones.
4: <laughs> well, it certainly ends with some floaters.
5: <sighs> now, I can't eat it now because my ice cream thing. You don't have your pill. I need my milk pills. Hence, hence his Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I would take a couple pills to eat that again at the Jersey Shore because that was crazy. my time.
3: My time My time here. <laughs>